thank you, blessed be God. Mighty Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have come before you again today to bless you, Jehovah, and thank you, Jehovah, and appreciate you, Jehovah, for this very powerful, wonderful gift of Jesus. That you released Jesus. And you sent him all the way to come to our dusty roads, our muddy roads, proclaiming the kingdom of God that has drawn nigh. Thank you for being mindful of the people of the earth. You are people, Jehovah. And I ask you today, mighty Father, that even as we begin this service, may you be glorified here. We have seen your glory. We have seen your glory searching and touching on your servants. And settling on the crown of their heads. This is astronomical Jehovah. It is astounding and confounding to this generation. That they may get to know my father. That the Messiah is coming. And get to prepare a glorious way for the glorious coming of the mighty, mighty, mighty King Jesus. Of the mighty, 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 tremendous Messiah. Wa zaidi wa ajabu summoning their souls Ukiita nafsi zao, the souls of the nations nafsi za mataifa, the mighty 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 Christ of God Christo mkubwa, mkubwa, Christo mkubwa wa Mungu. the Lord Christ Christo wabana. is now coming that all men may lay down their tools and begin to prepare an anointed way for the glorious coming of our Lord Jesus. We thank you for safety on the road. For the people that made it in the night. And those who are still traveling now. For the service tonight and tomorrow. Thank you, Jehovah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amina. And amen. Na amina. And amen. Na amina. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yesu ni bwana. 
I want to recognize right away the presence of the Council of Bishops here. Together with the senior archbishop. And then some other bishops from Uganda. We have the archbishop from Uganda is here, John Kitio. My son is here. Pastor from Uganda. And many nations I see Burundi represented. Germany is well represented here by my own daughter the Bishop of Berlin thank you Bishop Julia Julia. and I see my own daughter from Brazil is translating and she's very busy transmitting and updating the Brazilian and the Portuguese speaking in the mighty name of Jesus Nana, may the Lord bless you Paulo the Lord bless you for the great work you are doing kutoka Sao Paulo bana kubarikia kwa kazi kubwa ambayo unafanya over 75000 people tuned in zaidi ya watu 1075 wanasikiza 75000 I want to thank also my daughter professor Cho a very senior professor from South Korea. The University of South Korea down there. She's given her life to transmit this message to the Korean speaking and the Chinese speaking. A whole professor leaving her office and coming to translate this very treasured message from the throne. And also my daughter from Geneva. Na pia binti wangu kutoka Geneva. Ivon Oge. Ivon Oge. Merci beaucoup. Maximoku. Asante sana. Merci merci. Asante sana. Je... Merci beaucoup. Maximoku. Asante sana. Merci merci. Asante sana. Je suis très content. I'm very blessed indeed that you are here. Je suis très très content. Thank you indeed. Asante kweli kweli. The Lord bless you. Then we have Mheshimiwa here. My own son. Member of Parliament, thank you for coming. This is your home, my son. Thank you indeed for coming. It means everything to me that you come. Thank you indeed. And I saw also my daughter Wakili Kimeto. I don't know whether she's still around. I just wanted to recognize you, my daughter, in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty, mighty attorney at law. Wakili Kabisa Mwanasheria Kabisa. Of course, we are very senior lawyers here. I want to finish by appreciating the people playing the saxophone and the trumpets and the he was big. Thank you so much. I don't know where you are seated, but the Lord bless you wherever you are. Thank you so much. Have you communicated with the senior deputy Archbishop General Chaka? 
Thank you indeed the Lord bless you. Asante kweli kweli bwana. We are going to meet after this. Tutaenda kukutana baada ya hii. Those playing the saxophone and those meeting tayarisha tu zenu the trumpets before the Lord before, before the glory of the Lord. Mbele ya utukufu wa bwana. So we are going to meet in the name of Jesus. Tutaenda kukutana kwa jina la Yesu asante sana. What a mighty revival. Ni uvuvio mkubwa kiasi gani? I think next weekend I want another revival here. Na kisia weekend ijayo nahitaji uvuvio mwingine hapa. I am coming back here. Nitarukuja papa hapa. This is too good. It cannot stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now if you thought it's ending today, kwaibu kama ulidhani kwamba inakwisha leo. Then you hope there is tomorrow. Basi ukasikia kuna kesho. And then you hope there is next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Alafu ukasikia kuna chumba lijalo. Hallelujah. Juma moshi na Juma pili. Jesus is God. Yesu ni Bwana. Jesus is in power. Yuko mchini. The Lord is in power. Bwana yuko mchini. You can see the cloud. Unaweza kuliona windu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So blessed people. You now can be seated in the mighty presence of the Lord. Sasa mwaweza kuketi katika uwepo mkubwa zaidi wa Bwana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those of you in the overflow, I greet you outside. Wale wenu walioko kwenye ufuriko ninawasalimia kule nje. My sons and daughters the Lord bless you indeed. Wanangu na mabinti zangu Bwana wabarikie kweli kweli. Tomorrow is climax here. Kesho itakuwa kilele hapa. In the mighty name of Jesus. Katika jina kuu la Yesu. The joy of the Lord has washed my heart. Furaha ya Bwana ime ime imejawa moyo wangu asubuhi wa leo because of the tremendous worship going on here kwa sababu ya ibada ya ajabu ambayo inaendelea hapa and so yesterday we saw na hivyo basi jana tuliona that the lord is speaking with the church kwamba bwana ananena na kanisa and is speaking with the church na ananena na kanisa in a very very powerful way katika njia ya nguvu sana sana And as the Lord is speaking with the church. Na bwana anavonena na kanisa. He is summoning the attention of the church. Anaita umakinifu wa kanisa to the supremacy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Kwa ukuu wa bwana wetu na mokozi wetu Yesu Kristo. He is exalting his name. Analikweza jina lake. Establishing his authority. Na kuimarisha mamlaka yake. And centralizing his mission. Na kuweka shina la kati huduma yake. In your heart. Katika mioyo yenu. And globally. Na kote kote ulimwenguni. So this is one of those very powerful awesome times in the church. Na basi huu ni mojawapo ya wakati ambao ni wangu sana katika kanisa. When the cloud of God. Wakati ambao po wingu la Mungu is inside the house of the Lord. Liko ndani ya nyumba ya Bwana. And I think there is no better time in the history of the church. Na hakuna wakati bora zaidi katika historia ya kanisa. This type of hour in the church. Kuliko saa hii katika kanisa. Because at this hour. Kwa sababu katika saa hii the Lord himself Bwana mwenyewe is now shepherding the church of Christ. Sasa analichunga kanisa la Kristo. Towards one direction, one and only one direction. Kuelekea tu mwelekeo mmoja tu. Towards the glorious kingdom of god kuelekea katika ufalme wa utukufu wa mungu towards heaven kuelekea mbinguni towards 
the city of new jerusalem kuelekea muji wa yerusalemu mpya the home of the righteous nyumbani kwa wenye haki yes indeed na ndio kweli there is no other time like this that the church has seen hakuna wakati mwingine kama huu ambao kanisa limeona and yesterday as the lord was conversationing with you na bana na jana bana alipokuwa akizungumza pamoja nanyi He was championing one very important aspect. Alikuwa akiibua swala moja la umuhimu, the mission of the Lord to sanctify the church. Huduma ya Bwana ya kulitakasa kanisa. And the Lord said here yesterday. Na Yebana akasema hapa jana, the sanctification. Kwamba utakaso is absolutely center, center. Kwa ukweli ni ya muhimu zaidi ni ya kati in the life of the church. Katika maisha ya kanisa. Is absolutely central. Ni ya kati kabisa in the heart and the soul of the believer katika moyo na nafsi ya muumini and the lord drew your attention to the fact that na yebana akateka umakinifu wenu kwa swala kwamba that the importance of this event sanctification kwamba umuhimu wa tukio hili la utakaso is demonstrated and illustrated inaashiriwa na kuonyeshwa by the fact that the entire Bible is devoted to it. Kwa swala kwamba Biblia nzima, Biblia yote imejitolea kwa hiyo. And I said, nami nikasema that given that the entire Bible from the book of Genesis to Revelation, kwamba katika Biblia yote kuanzia kitabu cha mwanzo hadi ufunuo, it is committed to one single principle. Imejitolea kwa kanuni moja. Every scripture you read, kila andiko unalolisoma, is pointing like this. Inakonyeza na It is you ni wewe. It is you Jesus. Ni wewe Yesu. You are the lamb of God. Wewe ndiwe mwana kondoo wa Mungu. You are the glory of God. Wewe ndiye utukufu wa Mungu. You are the king of kings. Wewe ndiye mfalme wa mtima. Mkombozi. The savior. Mkozi. Counselor. Mshauri. The word. Neno. You are the king of all creation. Wewe ni mfalme wa uumbaji wote. That every scripture kwamba kila andiko is pointing humanity. Inakonyezea na kuelekea katika ukuu wa Mesia kwamba tumtumikia Mungu mwenye nguvu kiasi hicho kwamba hata akashinda mauti miungu mingine ni dhaifu sana haiwezi hata kuumba mtoto mdogo mtoto mkembe na ili hali Mungu wetu alishinda mauti na akafufuka na sasa analitembelea kanisa ni saa kubwa kubwa kiasi gani na basi huu ni wakati wa kihistoria katika maisha ya muumini mataifa mengi vizazi vingi many crops of the church vikundi many different zones different times wakati mwingi vikundi vingi vilikuja na vikapita na walikuwa wakitamani kukumbana na saa hii katika kanisa kabla niende mbali sana nataka kuwatambua madaktari wa ngazi ya juu ambao nimewaona pale thank you from avenue hospital my son asante kutoka avenue hospital 
Kipenzi Chambinguni, the one and only the prince of the throne, the crown prince of heaven. Mwana wa pekee aliyepewa taji wa mbinguni and he sent him to you. Na akamtuma kwenu. But one day, kwamba siku moja, upon completion of his mission, katika kukamilisha huduma yake, you may get to see. Mupate kuona. You might get to see. Mupate kuona the glorious eternal kingdom of God. Ufalme wa utukufu wa milele wa Mungu. And so yesterday, I began a journey with you. And I said, it is an expedition. Ni safari. Ni safari. Beginning from the book of Genesis. Kuanzia kitabu cha mwanzo. Traversing scripture. Kupitia maandiko. And ending into Revelation. Na kumalizia katika ufunuo. And all of it put together. Na yote ikungamanishwa pamoja. You hear one thing. Unasikia kitu kimoja. The lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa Mungu. The lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa Mungu. The glorious lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu. The hope for the world. And today I'm going to recap a little bit of that. To bring everybody on board same page. That you may see for yourselves. The surely the Lord loved the world. And sent us Christ Jesus. So we saw in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 That the Lord spoke there And when he spoke at Genesis 3:15 It became a potent a potent gap potent With maximum power and it summarized the entire life of the bible together when man had fallen and hope had dwindled it had really gone down there was no hope and then at that place of the fall at that garden of the fall the Lord said we will sort it out right here before we make one step out of here isn't that a mighty God? And then he gave forth this tremendous scripture we read yesterday. Genesis chapter 3. And I'm just reading it for the sake of the new people that have new nations that have just tuned in new cities and new people that have just come here. I greet you and I bless you my sons and my daughter at the keyboard up there. That, that was tremendous Betty and your group McDonald. Betty na McDonald na kikundi chako. That was very tremendous worship. Thank you for those powerful keys. Hiyo ilikuwa ni ibada ya ajabu. Asante sana kwa hivyo vidatu vya kupendeza. 
So Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 And then he says this Hallelujah Hallelujah The potent gospel that summarizes salvation He says here And I will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and hers now uh, the other versions say between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed here it says Again, between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head. You can also just add, Atasaga kichwa lako. Atasaga. That is more powerful. Terminal blow, right? Ataisaga kichwa lako. Yes, he will crush your head. Atasagasaga kichwa chako. And you'll strike his heel. Nawe utamgonga kisigino. And I said, nami nikasema that if you look at that conversation, that powerful prophecy promising the redeemer, ukietazama huo unabii wa nguvu sana ukimwaahidi mokozi, then you see that he finished everything right there. Alafu unaona kwamba alimalizia kila kitu papo hapo. In other words, he gave the narrative of Christian salvation and deliverance. In other words, he also set up a standard for Christian salvation. And by so doing, he said the offspring the offspring of the church and that of the devil they would be enemies permanently and eternally so right away anything you see anything else enemy whatever you look at and you perceive that this is enemy beginning with the enemy himself and any other human being or system that is behaving like they have alliance with him they support him they advance his agenda our system so zote ambazo zitakuwa ya kwamba zinaendeleza agenda ya uadui ama adui ama miundo yoyote ambayo inaendeleza agenda ya uadui anything you perceive to be enemy chochote kile ambacho unajua kwamba ni adui you can now put on one side sasa unaweza kuweka upande mmoja and he said naye akasema there must be enmity between you and that system lazima, and that person la, and that being that principle whatever the name lazima kuwe na uadui wa kudumu kati yako na kitu hicho na miundo hiyo ama chochote hicho i'm saying whichever the manifestation of the enemy and sin Satan and sin 
shetani na dhambi and he saying that if you will investigate it kwamba ikiwa utaichunguza and probe it properly thoroughly na ukaichunguze kwa kuendelea and find out that a certain dressing is advancing the agenda of the enemy no. a certain dressing na ugundue kwa for example mavazi aina fulani inaendeleza agenda ya adui kwa mfano then he says Asema, as far as his church is concerned that is an enemy ni adui. and there must be enmity between the church and that na lazima kuwe na uadui kati ya kanisa na hiyo is somebody understanding me je mtu ananielewa he saying anasema in that potent gospel genesis 3:15 katika, katika hiyo injili ya umuhimu sana mwanzo 3:15 katika mahali pale he also set up the standard for salvation pia aliweka kiwango kwa ajili ya wokovu kwa maneno mengine kutenganishwa when the christian kati ya mkristo na shetani kati ya anbame okoka na dhambi haleluya haleluya what a gospel ni injili kiasi gani genesis 3:15 mwanzo 3:15 and inside there is also the cross na mle ndani pia kuna msalaba when he says anaposema that the devil would strike the heel of the seed kwa the woman kwamba shetani atagonga kisigino cha mbegu ya mwanamke that was the cross yesterday i already began to read for you hiyo ilikuwa ni msalaba hiyo jana nilianza tayari kuwasoma When Melchizedek came and his horns his horns were locked in the thicket wakati Melchizedek alipokuja na pembe zake zilikuwa zimekamatwa katika kichaka you could see the cup of suffering in Gethsemane ungeweza kuona kikombe cha kuteseka katika Gethsemane the cup of travail and pain and sorrow kile kikombe and agony kikombe cha masumbufu na uchungu na mateso Abgetsemane in that scripture we read of Genesis 22 when the ram locked his horns in the thicket katika lile andiko tulilosoma katika mwanzo 22 wakati ambapo kondoo dume pembe zake zilikuwa zimekamatwa kwenye kichaka and so the lord is using this precious scripture na hivyo basi bwana anatumia andiko hili la dhamani to ask the church of christ world over kuuliza kanisa la kristo kote kote uli The church of Christ. Kwamba kanisa la Kristo. Since you received Christ Jesus as Lord. Tangia ulipompokea Kristo Yesu kama bwana. Have you really separated? Je, kwa kweli umetenga from the serpent? Umejitenga kutoka kwa nyoka and the seed of the serpent. Na mbegu ya nyoka. Have you really separated from sin? Je, kwa kweli umejitenga kutoka kwa dhambi? Because we are now seeing kwa sababu sasa tunaona kwamba andiko hili highlights linaleta lina katika mstari wa mbele separation kujitenga separation from sin kujitenga kutoka kwa dhambi separation from evil kujitenga kutoka kwa separation from wickedness kujitenga kutoka kwa dhambi kujitenga kutoka separation from defilement kujitenga kutoka kwa separation from moral decay kujitenga kutoka kwa mwanzo wa tabia And hence na hivyo basi this scripture on its own accord on its own merit andiko hili katika faida yake lenyewe 
Genesis 3:15 Mwanzo 3:15 This scripture says Andiko hili lasema Sanctification And so we saw that inside this scripture where God for the first time kwamba ndani andiko hili ambapo Mungu kwa mara ya kwanza he promises a savior of the world anaahidi mwokozi wa ulimwengu and there's a whole process after this scripture was launched na kuna hatua nzima baada ya andiko hili kuzinduliwa a whole process kuna hatua nzima that rolled out rolled out other scriptures that were pointing at the same thing pointing at the same messiah pointing at the same glorious lamb ambayo ilizindua maandiko mengine ambayo yalikuwa yanakunyezea katika mesia katika mesia haleluya haleluya and he says na anasema in this scripture here katika andiko hili hapa the power of that promise nguvu ya hiyo ahadi when the lord promised wakati ambapo bwana aliahidi a savior mwokozi and he said naye akasema that finally kwamba hatimaye even though hata ingawa the serpent would strike the hill yule nyoka atagonga kisigino but the seed of the woman lakini mbegu ya mwanamke the seed of abraham mbegu ya abrahamu would finally crush the head of the serpent hatimaye itasiagasiaga kichwa cha nyoka it will crush it and it will be no more itaisiagasiaga na hata kuwepo tena to the extent when you see it kwa kiwango kwamba utakapoona in the book of revelation 20 and 19 it will not be good for any use anymore katika kitabu cha ufunuo 20 haitakuwa ya umbo 19 pia ataichukua tu na kuitupa katika ziwa la moto the combination of the devil is in that scripture uamuzi wa kuhusu shetani uko katika andiko hilo the combination kumaliziwa kwa shetani iko katika andiko hilo genesis 3:15 mwanzo 3:15 what a mighty scripture ni andiko kubwa kiasi gani na mle ndani the cascade ba, kuna ule mondoko so the lord is saying na hivyo basi bana anasema that the standard for being born again for you to say you are born again kwamba kiwango chako kusema kwamba umeokoka is right there iko papo hapo separated from darkness kutengwa kutoka kwa giza separated from sin kutengwa kutoka kwa dhambi separated from evil kutengwa kutoka kwa uovu haleluya haleluya and we saw na tuliona i just want to mention it off the cup we saw na tuliona also pia that is that scripture kwamba ndani ya andiko hilo the lord takes the victory that he has pronounced there bwana anachukua ushindi ambao ameutangaza pale na kushiriki pamoja na kanisa na kusema kwamba katika mamba huu nitalijenga kanisa langu nayo malango ya kuzimu hayawezi yakalishinda kanisa tena So it's such an awesome realization. Basi ni kugundua kwa ajabu that victory is 
our hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm still just touching base with what we saw yesterday. But I want to bring to you some developments that are still ongoing. Even after this tremendous pronouncement in Genesis 3:15. We note the following observations, things we can observe. Mambo ambayo tunaweza tukayaona. That ever since then, kwamba tangia wakati huo, the devil has also become more vicious. Shetani amekuwa mkali zaidi. That does not mean he should defeat the church but we can observe. Hiyo haimaanishi kwamba atalishinda kanisa lakini tunaweza kuona hiyo. And look at this now. Natazama hii sasa. Eventually, hatimaye the seed of the serpent, mbegu ya nyoka, the offspring of the serpent, uzao wa nyoka, across time, kwa wakati, they are transmuted if, if you want transmuted, imekuwa ikijibadilisha kujibadilisha, and they have become human na wamefanyika wanadamu Is somebody walking with me? Je, mtu anatembea pamoja nami? All of a sudden, ghafla binvu, there is a whole humanity that is advancing the agenda of the serpent. Kuna wanadamu ambao wanaendeleza agenda ya nyoka. And they have now fallen within those the, the offspring of the serpent unless they repent and cross over. Na sasa wamekuwa katika ule upande wa uzao wa nyoka ijapokuwa watubu na wakuje upande huu mwingine. They are advancing evil wickedness you know this. Wanaendeleza for it. Wanaendeleza uovu na udhalimu. Mnajua hii wanaishi kuitenda. So he saying but you can essentially see from that scripture of Genesis 3:15 that there are two humanities the whole earth is divided into two there are those who are really in the sin industry and they, they are professionally in the sin industry they are advancing the agenda of the serpent kuna wale ambao wako katika viwanda vya dhambi wanaendeleza agenda ya shetani and they are fighting Christ anybody fighting Christ now falls in that category of the enemy na wanampinga na kupigana na Kristo mtu yeyote ambaye anapigana na Kristo ako katika kikundi hicho cha adui and another generation na kizazi kingine I mean humanity wanadamu wengine can be from Abel wanaweza kuwa kutoka kwa Abeli then you come all the way down to Christ Jesus and so forth the, the church you people the people that support Jesus alafu inaenda kwa Kristo Yesu nyinyi watu hadi kwa nyinyi watu watu ambao wanasimama na Kristo you love Jesus you support Jesus mnamupenda Yesu bless Jesus you serve Jesus you advance his agenda mnamtumikia Yesu mnaendeleza agenda yake but there has to be a separation lakini lazima kuwe na kutengwa anasema hiyo And so before I look at the pillar which we're going to handle a little bit today. Na kabla niangalie kuhusu mnara ambao tutakwenda kushughulikia leo. Allow me just touch base with one thing. 
That we saw yesterday how Satan has grown more aggressive ambacho tuliona jana jinsi ambavyo shetani ameendelea kuwa na fujo nyingi zaidi and how the lord i will come to that also how the lord has smashed him out na jinsi ambavyo bwana amemuondoa na kumwangamiza the book of john chapter 8:44 kitabu cha yohana 8 mstari wa 44 this is the word expo huu ni mlipuko wa neno John chapter 8:44 Yohana 8:44 He says the following Anasema yafuatayo 44:47 Okay he says uh, once I get it I'll read it is John chapter 8 verse 44 Yohana 8 mstari wa 44 He says Anasema, you belong these are the words of Jesus himself. Haya ni maneno ya Yesu mwenyewe. He says, Anasema, you belong to your father the devil. Ninyi ni watoto wa baba yenu ibilisi. And you want to carry out your father's desire. Nani, was agenda. Nanyi mnataka kutimiza matakwa ya baba yenu. He was a murderer right from the beginning. Yeye alikuwa muwaji tangu mwanzo and not holding to the truth wala hakukaa katika kweli for there is no truth in him maana hamna kweli ndani yake when he lies asemapo uongo he speaks his native tongue native language usema yaliyo yake mwenyewe he says for he is a liar kwa maana yeye ni mwongo the father and the father of lies na baba wa huo uongo verse 45 mstari wa 45 yet because Again he says yet because I tell you the truth you do not believe me. Lakini kwa sababu nimewaambia kweli hamkuniamini. So you see even the Lord Jesus himself. Unaona hata Bwana Yesu mwenyewe very much aware of this development that has taken place. Akijua mambo haya ambayo yalikuwa yameendelea na yalikuwa yanafanyika. He was now able to allocate to consign. Sasa aliweza kupeana and to say na kusema that there are people now kwamba kuna watu sasa that are equal, equitable to the offspring of the serpent ambao wanaweza kutoshanishwa na wana wa nyoka and sin na dhambi darkness giza evil uovu wickedness that should really have nothing to do with the house of the lord should not have anything to do with the church of christ hallelujah hallelujah and so the lord is saying the thermometric test the barometric test for salvation is separation kipimio cha wokovu ni kujitenga but if you say you are born again you must have been separated from darkness kwamba ikiwa unasema umeokoka lazima uwe umetengwa kutoka kwa giza second corinthians wa korinto wa pili verse chapter 11 verse 14 mlango wa 11 mstari wa 14 Second Corinthians 11:14. Wa Korinto wa pili 11:14. He said, "And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light." Wala hii si ajabu ya kwa kuwa hata shetani mwenyewe hujigeuza aonekane kama malaika wa nuru. Be 
these are developments that have taken place ever since Genesis 3.15 and we can observe them Haya ni mambo yameendelea tangia mwanzo 3:15 ambayo tunaweza tukayaona. Kwamba tangia wakati huo shetani amekuwa na ujanja mwingi kuna wahubiri ambao wanaendeleza ajenda ya shetani. Until now you have this kind of scenario in the house of the Lord. Hadi sasa uko na aina hii ya iko na kuna aina hii katika nyumba ya Mungu. Ephesians chapter 6:11. Waefeso 6 mstari wa 11. Still on house kimi Satan has become ever since he was given that judgment judgment was passed on him kwamba tuone jinsi ambavyo shetani amekuwa mjanja zaidi tangia wakati ule hiyo hukumu ilipitishwa kwake in genesis 3:15 katika mwanzo 3:15 now ephesians 6:11 says sasa wa efeso 6:11 anasema it says put on the full armor of god nasema vaini silaha zote za mungu so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. So he also gave an antidote. Dawa. Dawa. He gave a way of overcoming all that you see today. Akapeana njia ya kushinda haya yote ambayo mnaona leo hii. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this is the conversation we were having yesterday. Basi haya ndio mazungumzo tuliyokuwa nayo jana. And yesterday we also saw. Na pia jana tuliweza kuona that the victory of Christ, the victory of the cross. Kwamba ushindi wa msalaba, ushindi wa Kristo is also well embedded in that scripture. Pia umewekwa katika andiko hilo vizuri. So that scripture is an all some scripture. Everything is in there. It is powerful scripture. I call it potent with power. Hilo ni andiko ambalo ni la nguvu sana. Manake limebeba mambo yote mle ndani. Word explosion. Mlipuko wa neno word exposition mulipuko wa neno so let us read the word then right hebu tusome neno basi so inside that scripture there is a whole battery of the victory of Christ even unto the end when the enemy is crushed and thrown into the lake of fire basi mule ndani katika hilo andiko kuna mondoko mzima wa ushindi wa Kristo hata wakati ambapo shetani anasiagwa siagwa na kutupwa katika ziwa la moto because when he said and the seed of the woman na mbegu ya mwanamke the seed of abraham mbegu ya abrahamu he will crush your head atasiaga siaga kichwa chako that is a fatal blow hilo ni pigo la kufisha hallelujah hallelujah and so let us read some of that victory Hebu tusome baadhi ya ushindi huo the book of matthew we start from matthew chapter 16:18 kitabu cha Mathayo 16:18 And remember this message comes to you Nakumbuka ujumbe huu unakuja kwenu at such a time when the prophecy I gave wakati ambapo unabii ambao niliupeana the second of April tarehe mbili Aprili the year 2004 mwaka wa 2004 all the way from the western hemisphere kote kote katika nyanja ya magharibi and i said if it is an elaborate landmark prophecy 
na kupeana unabii ambao unatia alama kuu sana that prophecy is a elaborate landmark huo unabii huo unabii so that extensive prophecy huo unabii wa kuendelea you see in there the lord brings me i stand before the throne of god inside heaven unaona mle ndani bwana ananileta nasimama ndani ya enzi ya mungu mbinguni and right at that place na pale katika mahali pale the place you see isaiah stood mahali ambapo mnaona isaiah alisimama in isaiah chapter 6 katika kitabu cha isaiah mlango wa 6 so while i am there nikiwa ningali pale then the glory the tremendous mount i call it the mountain of glory covers the throne kisha mlima wa utukufu ukafunika enzi and so the throne is completely covered naibu basi enzi imefunikwa kikamilifu with the pure white glory the one that you see coming here na utukufu mweupe msafi sana ule ambao mnaona ukija hapa and settling on the crown of my head na kutua katika taji ya kichwa changu like today you saw is there searching like this on video searching searching for for, for searching for them kama leo hivi mmeona kwenye video akiwatafuta akiwatafuta namna hii namna hii so that glory amount Mountain of that glory covered the throne position. Basi utukufu wa mlima wa utukufu ukafunika katika sehemu ya enzi. And then he made me know that he that sits on the throne was seated on the throne. Na kisha akanisababisha kujua kwamba yeye aketie katika enzi alikuwa ameketi katika enzi. And he made me also know that the lamb was also seated on his throne. Na pia akansababisha kujua kwamba mwana kondoo pia alikuwa ameketi katika enzi yake. And then alafu all of a sudden gafla bin boom now John the Baptist leaves from the glory the mountain of glory he walks from the throne he is sent God the Father sends him. Na sasa Yohana mpatizaji anaondoka katika mahali pa enzi mahali ambapo kumna mlima wa utukufu Mungu Baba anamtuma kwangu John the Baptist Yohana mpatizaji and he comes all the way na anakuja kote kote and then he stops about a meter or so alafu anasimama yapata mita moja hivi meter and a half mita moja unusu the throne of god is here enzi ya mungu i hapa i have already seen out there the moon has been swathed with blood has turned blood i can now see from there i can see sasa tayari nimekwishaona kutoka pale ningeweza kuona kwamba mwezi kule nje umeguzwa na damu and then a conversation ensues between john the baptist and he that speaks with you alafu mazungumzo yanaanza kati ya yohana mpatizaji na yeye anayezungumza nanyi and he began to speak about this glorious lamb of god that died for the sin of the world alafu akaanza kuzungumzia kuhusu huyu mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa mungu aliyefia dhambi za ulimwengu and he said na akasema he is coming anakuja he is come. thank you whoever clapped i blessed you the first one who clapped I'm blessed with the eternity inside the kingdom of heaven. Yeyote yule ambaye alipiga makofi wa kwanza nimekubariki na milele Na anasema The glorious lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu. The one that died for the sin of the world. Yule ambaye alifia dhambi za ulimwengu. He is coming. Anakuja. And the instruction na maagizo from God the Father. 
kutoka kwa Mungu Baba. And you know at that time as I'm speaking with John the Baptist. Na unajua wakati huo ninapozungumza na Yohana mbatizaji God God the Father, excuse me. God the Father makes me know. Mungu Baba ananisababisha kujua. He makes me know that he that sits on the throne the Lord God. Ananisababisha kujua kwamba yeye aketie katika enzi bwana Mungu. God the Father. Mungu Baba. He is following this conversation very very closely. Anafuatilia mazungumzo haya kwa ukaribu karibu sana. And so it was kind of an extended conversation because of some questions that I was asking and then we were engaging on that and then at that time he opens my eyes a little bit more And then I can see inside the throne now the throne of God. Alafu ninaweza kuona ndani ya enzi sasa. I can see a little a little bit more clearer now. Naweza kuona kidogo vizuri zaidi sasa. And then again alafu tena I found myself walking inside the throne of God. This is the first time I'm saying this. Nikajipata nikitembea ndani ya enzi ya Mungu. Hii ni mara ya kwanza. This is now the first time I'm saying this since the prophecy was given 2nd of April 2004. Hii ndio mara ya kwanza nitema hii. Thank you very much for being fast. That part I have always kept away. Hiyo sehemu nimeiweka mbali kila wakati. So I was walking there. Kwa hivyo nilikuwa natembea pale. Now I found myself walking inside there where the glory had covered. Sasa nikajipata nikitembea mle ndani mali ambapo utukufu ulikuwa umefunika. Follow me on this now. Munifuate katika hii sasa. And then alafu I was able to see. Niliweza kuona. Then I saw. Kisha nikaona the glorious lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu the glorious lamb of god mana kondoo wa utukufu wa mungu died for the sin alie, of the church the a, sin of the world aliyekufa kwa ajili ya dhambi za ulimwengu i saw him seated in a powerful glorious throne seat seat the throne nilimwona ameketi katika kiti cha nguvu sana cha utukufu cha enzi at the center of the throne of god katikati ya enzi ya mungu he was seated there alikuwa ameketi pale And this let me give some more details this is what happened and then when he saw basi alipoona that i was looking at him kwamba nilikuwa nikimtazama then kisham he did this akafanya hivi from, from this side from when he's there from this side he, his left hand side kutoka upande wake wa mkono wa kushoto he did like this akafanya namna hiyo And when he looked at me na aliponitazama then I saw tremendous glory the throne seat the throne is glorious enzi ni ya utukufu yeye pia yeye pia ni wa utukufu And so look at this now Na hivyo basi tazama hii sasa When he did that alipofanya hivyo Then I saw that he had been slaughtered. 
kisha nikaona kwamba alikuwa amechinjwa and i saw the blood that ran over the glory over his chest the blood of na kisha nikaona damu iliyotirika katika utukufu wa kifua chake so i saw that na hivyo nikaona hiyo after that baada hiyo then i found myself again standing in front of the throne where i was before with John the Baptist kisha nikajipata nimesimama mbele ya enzi mali nilikuwa mali tulikuwa tunazungumza na Yohana mpatizaji and then John the Baptist speaks with me there alafu Yohana mpatizaji anazungumza nami pale today i have really come out with this leo kwa kweli nimejitokeza na hii in greater detail na vipengee vingi zaidi because time is over kwa sababu wakati umekwisha And then this is what happened. Alafu hiki ndicho kilichotendeka. Then after conversation with John the Baptist, John the Baptist now walks towards me and he disappears in me. Alafu baada ya mazungumzo pamoja na Yohana mpatizaji anatembea kuja kwangu na anapotelea ndani mwangu. And then the voice of God the Father spoke now from the throne. Alafu sauti ya Mungu Baba ikazungumza kutoka katika enzi. And he said, "Come, let me show you what is about to happen." Alafu ikasema njoo wacha nikuonyeshe kile ambacho karibu kinatendeka. Then he lifted me up. Kisha akaninua juu. I found that I was in the clouds above Israel. Nikajipata kwamba niko juu katika mawingu juu ya Israeli. So I could see the city of Jerusalem. Kwa hivyo ningeweza kuona mji wa Yerusalemu. And then I saw the changes of leadership take place in Jerusalem. Alafu nikaona mabadiliko ya uongozi yakifanyika katika Yerusalemu. The right wing government came ile serikali mrengo wa kulia ikaja and then another right wing it was like another a change and another change ni kama nyingine na nyingine mabadiliko na mabadiliko mengine pia and then i saw many other things what happened in the arab world in the in the west bank i saw quite a lot alafu kuna mengi zaidi yaliyotendeka katika nchi za kiarabu kuna mengi zaidi ambayo niliona and then i also saw people in aircrafts alafu nikawaona watu katika ndege christians wa kristo i could see them because i was in the clouds i could see them through the windows of the aircraft ningeweza kuwaona manake nilikuwa katika mawingu ningeweza kuwaona kupitia madirisha ya ndege so isaiah when he saw this isaiah chapter 60 hivyo basi Isaiah alipoona haya katika kitabu cha Isaiah 60 mstari wa 8 the aircraft had not been invented basi ndege haikuwa imevumbuliwa and so when Isaiah saw them inside the aircraft he asked who are these that fly along like clouds like doves in their nests alafu Isaiah alipowaona akauliza Dr. Church it is 60 verse 8 Isaiah 60 verse 8 my son Isaiah 60 mstari wa 8 uh, The plane had not been invented. Ndege haikuwa imevumbuliwa. And so Isaiah asked this who are these that fly along like clouds Isaiah, like doves to their nest. Isaiah akauliza ni nani hawa warukao kama mawingu kama huwa kuelekea kwenye viota vyao. For me I know because he put particular Christians in the aircraft kwangu, so i knew these are christians flying going to israel going to jerusalem kwangu mimi nilijua kwa sababu aliweka wakristo fulani haswa wakienda kwa yerusalemu wakienda israeli but for isaiah the aircraft had not been invented lakini kwa isaiah ndege haikuwa imevumbuliwa because for me i could see that they are sitting inside the aircraft kwa sababu kwangu mimi ningeweza kuona kwamba wamekaa ndani ya ndege 
and yet at the same time alafu katika wakati ule ule as they are sitting inside the aircraft wakiwa wameketi ndani ya ndege senior bishop elizabeth can you find a seat somewhere next to maybe tabitha somewhere there's even a road there i know you are just arrived you, you can exchange that seat with somebody to give you another seat of another type thank you so much the other seat on this side thank you just to honor you my daughter ukuheshimu ndugu binti wangu haleluya haleluya so what a fraternity so you saying this kwa hivyo anasema hivi so no aircraft had been invented so he had no idea of aircraft hakuna ndege ambayo ilikuwa imegumbuliwa kwa hivyo hakuwa anajua kuhusu ndege and he asks naye anauliza because he saw just through the windows kwa sababu aliona kupitia kwa dirisha they were seated walikuwa wameketi just as i saw them through the windows because i was up in the clouds kama vile nilivyoona kupitia kwa dirisha manake nilikuwa juu katika mawingu but you know that when people sit inside aircrafts they sit whatever the seat you have taken lakini wajua watu wanapoketi ndani ya ndege kiti chochote kile ambacho umechukua it doesn't matter the seat position haijalishi hicho kiti kiko sehemu gani there is always the window kuna dirisha and the other eye positions na kuna ule upande mwingine but all of them always are lakini wote kila mara wanachungulia nje checking through the window where are we exactly where wakichunguza kupitia kwa dirisha tuko wapi mambo kama hayo so when isaiah saw that kwa hivyo wakati isaya aliona hiyo and the lord made them look like doves meaning christians naye bana akawasababisha wafanane na huwa kumaanisha wa kristo in that behavior katika tabia hiyo like doves in their nests kama huwa katika viota vyao you always check through the window to know where are we kila wakati unachunguza kwa dirisha kujua tuko wapi and so i saw that also but for me it's different the air, aircraft has already the aeroplane has already been invented lakini kwangu ni tofauti manake ndege tayari ilikuwa imezinduliwa and particular christians i could see put in there na wakristo fulani haswa ningeweza kuona umewekwa mle ndani and so now na hivyo basi sasa after that baada ya hiyo then i found myself back to the throne position inside heaven nikajipata nimerudi katika mahali pa enzi ndani mwa mbinguni and at that place now katika mahali pale sasa look at what happened tazama kilichotendeka now sasa all of a sudden ghafla binvu the lamb of god first of all i become transfigured kwanza kabisa nikabadilishwa the garment radiant vazilikawa la utukufu and then all of a sudden the Ala, glorious lamb of god alafu ghafla binvu maana kondoo wa utukufu wa mungu now comes all the way sasa anakuja kote kote he came all the way to he that speaks with you akaja kote kote hadi kwa yeye ambaye anazungumza nanyi then i woke up kisha nikaamka So that prophecy has been quite elaborate and a landmark. Basi huo unabii umekuwa umeelezewa zaidi na pia ni alama kubwa kabisa. And I began to say it is Benjamin Netanyahu too. Na nikaanza kusema ni Benjamin Netanyahu too. Ya pili tafadhali kwa Kiswahili. Tafadhali waswahili tafadhali kwa jina la Yesu. Benjamin Netanyahu wa pili. Yes. So I began to say Benjamin Netanyahu too. Nikaanza kusema Benjamin Netanyahu wa pili. 
Because the first one took place when the two prophets of the Lord were in Israel for seven years. Kwa sababu ya kwanza ilifanyika wakati ambapo manabii wa Bwana walikuwa kule Israeli kwa miaka saba And then now. Alafu sasa. And I said it to be a right wing government. Na nikasema itakuwa ni serikali ya mrengo wa kulia. But I was aware. Lakini nilikuwa ninajua the those events were taking place and then the government is radiant. Kwamba yale machukio yalikuwa yanatendeka alafu vazi lilikuwa la utukufu. They took place. Yanatendeka and then the government finally became radiant before the throne. Alafu hatimaye vazi likawa la utukufu mbele ya enzi. And then the lamb of God came. Kisha mana kondoo wa Mungu akaja. Now, sasa When I look at Israel, Israeli, so the changes of leadership we have seen happening there now. When Benjamin Netanyahu comes on board and then he goes back to election, he comes on board again, he goes back. Now it is Benny Benny Gans. Wakati Benjamin Netanyahu anakuja tena anarudi tena anakuja, sasa ni mwingine. Benny Gans. Benny Gans. And so I'm able to understand. Naibu basi ninaweza kuelewa and transmit to you. Na kuwasilisha kwenu. That this message on sanctification kwamba ujumbe huu wa utakaso is coming at such a time. Unakuja katika wakati when the changes of leadership I talked about are happening now. Wakati mabadiliko ya uongozi niliozungumzia kuhusu unatendeka sasa. And Benny Gans is trying right now to form a government He's, he has been given I think a month or so to also try Na Benny Gans sasa amepewa mwezi ama many people are interested in the prophecy I just want you to understand Na, that the prophecy of the Bible Na, that the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah is centered gravitates around Israel. Nilitaka tu mjue kwamba unabii katika Biblia umetilia shina lake katika Israeli. Unabii kuhusu thank you for looking like she has not translated properly. Thank you. The unabii kuhusu kurejea kwake Kristo inahusika sana sana na yale yanatendeka Israeli. I don't know how to help my translator here. Say it better. Thank you. Unabii kuhusu kukuja kwa Kristo unazingatia sana matukio yanayoitendeka katika Israeli. This is a very sensitive prophecy. Huu ni unabii ambao ni muhimu zaidi. Because now those changes are taking place in Israel. Kwa sababu sasa mabadiliko hayo yanafanyika Israeli. Because I remember when I saw that came back the throne position glorious garment and the lamb of god came kwa sababu nakumbuka nilipoona hiyo nikarudi katika sehemu ya enzi kisha vazi linabadilika kuwa la utukufu na kisha mwana kondoo wa Mungu so let us prepare the way for the coming of the messiah kwa hivyo wacheni tuandae njia kwa ajili ya kukuja kwa messiah and so the lord is emphasizing separation naibu basi bana anasisitiza kutengwa and he says that the church must now separate from evil from sin 
na anasema kwamba kanisa sasa lazima lijitenge na uovu na dhambi and uphold righteousness na kushikilia uhaki and sanctification which essentially is separation na utakaso ambao kimsingi ni kutengwa haleluya haleluya so can we look at the crushing of the head of the serpent na je basi tunaweza kutazama kuponda ponda na kusiagasiaga kichwa cha nyoka so he says in the book of matthew kwa hivyo anasema katika kitabu cha mathayo matthew 16:18 mathayo 16:18 ndani ushindi ulikuwa umehakikishwa katika hiyo injili ya muhimu zaidi katika mwanzo 3:15 and revelation chapter 20 verse 10 this is what he says hivi ndivyo anavosema 2010 revelation 2010 he says anasema and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown they will be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever never to come back to disturb somebody who is sitting here today nayo ibilisi aliyewatanganya akatupa katika ziwa la moto na kibiriti waliokuwa wame na kiberiti waliokuwa umetupa yule mnyama na yule napiwa uongo watateswa humo mchana na usiku milele na milele na milele na milele na kabla watarudi kuwatesa watu ambao wameketi hapa leo haleluya haleluya the book of psalm 129 kitabu cha zaburi 129 mstari wa kwanza hadi wanne i'm simply executing a service at the at, at the word explosion word expo so i'm opening up scripture ninaendeleza tu ibada katika mlipuko wa neno basi ninafunua tu maandiko because the head was crushed kwa sababu kichwa kilisagasagwa in that prophecy katika huo unabii so some 129 kwa hivyo zaburi 129 verses 124 mstari wa kwanza hadi 4 he says the following anasema yafuatayo again Psalm 129:124 tena zaburi 129 mstari wa kwanza hadi wanne. they have greatly oppressed me from my youth wamenionea mno tangu ujana wangu let israel say they have greatly oppressed me from my youth wamenionea mno tangu ujana wangu israeli na aseme sasa but they have not gained the victory over me lakini bado hawajanishinda plowmen wakulima plowmen have plowed my back can you imagine that 
wa kulima wamelima mgongo wangu unaweza kuwazia hiyo na sururu na sururu plowmen have plowed my back wakulima wamelima mgongo wangu and made their furrows along na kufanya mifereji yao mirefu but the lord is righteous lakini bwana ni mwenye haki and he has cut me free from the cords of the wicked satan amenifungua toka kamba za wa haleluya the book of jonah kitabu cha yona the book of jonah chapter 2 kitabu cha yona mlango wa pili Jonah chapter 2 Yona mlango wa pili Is somebody with me? Je, mtu yuko pamoja nami? Jonah chapter 2 Yona mlango wa pili Jonah chapter 2 blessed people Yona mlango wa pili watu wabarikiwa We're going to read verse 6 Tutasoma mstari wa 6 nilizama chini sana mpaka pande za mwisho za milima makomeo ya hiyo nchi yalinifungia hata milele anasema nilizama chini sana mpaka pande za mwisho za milima to the ends kwa hadi kwenye misho makomeo ya hiyo nchi yalinifungia hata milele lakini uliuleta uhai wangu kutoka shimoni e bana mungu wangu haleluya haleluya so can you read it in, translate it in english now thank you my son i'm reading the book of jonah chapter 2 Verse 6 the bible says to the roots of the mountain i sank down the earth beneath bad me in forever but you brought my life up from the pit o lord my god very powerful and then verse 2 alafu mstari wa pili inasema kitabu cha yona mbili mstari wa pili akasema katika shida yangu nalimuita bwana naye akanijibu kutoka kina cha kaburi niliomba msaada haleluya nawe ukasikiliza kilio changu english verse two now kimombo inasema the book of jonah chapter 2 verse 2 he said in my distress i called to the lord in my distress i called to the lord in my distress i called to the lord and that distress could mean very deep in the ocean inside the stomach of a fish na hiyo shida inamaanisha ako ndani ya bahari ndani ya tumbo la samaki and he answered me from the depths of the grave 
the depths of hell. The other version said the depths of hell. Tafsiri zingine zinasema katika vilindi vya kuzimu. From the depths of the grave I called for help and you listened to my cry. The victory that was assured, right? Ushindi uliohakikishwa. When he said, aliposema that the seed of the woman kwamba mbegu ya mwanamke would crush the head of the seed of the serpent. Itasiaga siaga kichwa cha mbegu ya nyoka. That is what he meant. Hicho ndicho alichomaanisha. In the book of Matthew 7, na kitabu cha Mathayo 7, verses 24-28, mstari wa 24 hadi 28. Matthew 7, Mathayo 7, he says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. Again 24 down. Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts this gospel into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall Kwa hiyo kila mtu ayasikiaye maneno haya yangu na kuyatenda ni kama mtu mwenye busara aliyejenga nyumba yake kwenye mwamba mvua ikanyesha mafuriko yakaja na upepo ukavuma ukaipiga hiyo nyumba lakini haikuanguka kwa sababu kwa sababu msingi wake ulikuwa umejengwa kwenye mwamba so you see now the victory the lord was promising kwa hivyo unaona sasa ushindi ambao bwana alikuwa akiuahidi in genesis chapter 3:15 katika mwanzo 3:15 that whatever the case the enemy would not prevail kwamba iwe liwe liwalo shetani awezi akashinda that at the end you that behold the salvation of jesus kwamba mwishowe nyinyi ambao mnabeba uokovu wa yesu you will be much victorious utatokea washindi and triumphant na wenye kushinda So building on the rock that is the rock he promised there Masi, that the rock would come now and restore the church sanctify the church kujenga katika mwamba huo ndio mwamba aliyoahidi kwamba mwamba utakuja sasa na kulirejesha kanisa na kulitakasa kanisa haleluya haleluya i'm simply touching base with what we said yesterday ninaguzia tu kimsingi kwa kile ambacho tulipitia jana haleluya haleluya so that we may start today right ili kwamba tuanze leo And then he says the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Alafu asema kitabu cha Waefeso mlango wa pili. Ephesians 2:19-20. Waefeso 2:19 na 20. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. Before we begin today's sermon. Kabla tuanze ujumbe wa leo. Just touching base with the new cities that have joined us. Kuweza kuwaleta pamoja bile miji mipya ambayo imejiunga pamoja nasi leo. The new people that have come here today. Na watu wageni ambao wamekuja leo hii hapa. Ephesians chapter 2:19-20. Waefeso mlango wa pili mstari wa 19 na 20. Consequently you are no longer foreigners and aliens. Hivyo basi ninyi sasa si wageni tena wala wapitaji. citizens with God's people and members of God's household bali mumekuwa wenyeji pamoja na watakatifu na pia jamaa wa nyumbani mwake Mungu built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone mumejengwa juu ya msingi wa mitume na manabii naye Kristo Yesu mwenyewe ndiye jiwe kuu la pembeni the crushing 
of the head of the serpent. Kusiagasiaga kichwa cha nyoka. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation chapter 20:13-15. Kitabu cha Ufunuo 20:13-15. What did he mean in that gospel of Genesis 3:15? Alimaanisha nini katika hiyo injili ya mwanzo 3:15? When he said, aliposema, and the seed of the woman, na mbegu ya mwanamke, the seed of Abraham, mbegu ya Abrahamu, would crush the head of the serpent. Itasiagasiaga kichwa cha nyoka. Revelation 20. Ufunuo 20. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. 13:15 He says Anasema The sea gave up the dead that were in it Bahari ikawatoa wafu waliokuwamo ndani yake and death and hate gave up the dead that were in them Nayo mauti na kuzimu zikawatoa wafu waliokuwamo ndani yake Each person was judged according to what he has done kila mtu akahukumiwa kulingana na yale aliyoyatenda then death and hate were also thrown into the lake of fire kisha mauti na kuzimu zikatupwa katika ziwa la moto the lake of fire is the second death hii ndio mauti ya pili if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life iwapo mtu yeyote jina lake halikuonekana katika kile kitabu cha uzima he was thrown alitupwa into the lake of fire ndani ya ziwa la moto hallelujah hallelujah even death will die hata kifo kitakufa on that day katika siku hiyo this is a very powerful promise that came from Genesis 3:15. Hii ni ahadi ambayo ni muhimu sana iliyotoka kutoka kitabu cha mwanzo 3:15. And then he say, na kisha anasema, therefore we need to grasp. Hivyo basi tunahitaji kushika. This wonderful promise of the savior that is in that scripture. Hii ahadi ya ajabu ya mokozi ambayo iko katika andiko hilo. Because says those whose names will be found written in the book of life. Kwa sababu anasema wale ambao majina yao yatapatikana ameandikwa katika kitabu cha uzima. That means we need to uphold the salvation that redeemer that comes written and promised in Genesis 3:15. Inamaanisha kwamba unahitaji ushikilie wokovu huyo mokozi ambaye anakuja ambaye ameahidiwa katika mwanzo tatu Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the promise of the redeemer. Na ahadi ya mkombozi in this scripture. Katika andiko hili came out of the failure. Ilitokana na kushindwa of mankind to observe that contract of law, uh, that covenant of the law, the covenant of works that had been set. Kuzinga, kushindwa kuzingatia ile agano la sheria ambalo lilikuwa limewekwa. Genesis 3:6-7 Mwanzo 3:6 hadi 7 Hallelujah Hallelujah The word expo Mlipuko wa neno Are you patient enough today? Je, mnasubira ya kutosha leo hii? Remember today I have to go the whole length, right? Kumbuka leo lazima niende mwondoko wote mzima. So Genesis 3:6-7 says this. Kwa hivyo Mwanzo 3:6 hadi 7 asema hivi. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate and she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too 
mwanamke alipoona ya kuwa tunda la mti huo lilikuwa zuri kwa chakula na la kupendeza macho tena linatamanika kwa kujipatia hekima basi akachuma katika matunda yake akala pia akampa mmewe aliyekuwa pamoja naye naye akala verse 7 says then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked so they sewed fig leaves together and made covering for themselves ndipo macho ya wote wawili yakafunguliwa wakajiona kwamba walikuwa uchi hivyo wakashona majani ya mtini wakajifunika so they were trying to devise a human solution kwa hivyo walikuwa wanajaribu kuleta ile suluhisho ya kibinadamu for a problem that is really divine this is god's worship kwa kwa shida ambayo kwa kweli ni ya kiunguini baada ya Mungu. Worship belongs to the Lord. Ibada ni ya Mungu. Yes, so they were trying to use human solution, temporary solution. Nebobasi walikuwa wanajaribu kutumia suluhisho za kibinadamu ambazo sio za kudumu to address an eternal issue. Kuweza kushughulikia swala la umilele. And you see that in the lives of the believers today all the time everywhere na unaona hiyo katika maisha ya waumini wa leo kila mahali all over the world even in this city there are churches with believers they are using they are trying to use fig leaves fig leaves to cover they cannot face the blood of jesus the cross and repentance and holiness and sort it out once for all kote kote ulimwenguni hata katika miji hii kuna waumini ambao wanajaribu kutumia majani ya mitini kujifunika hawawezi kuiendea damu ya Yesu na toba na utakatifu kuisuluhisha yote na msalaba wa Yesu na msalaba wa Yesu they cannot face it hawawezi kuiendea temporary solutions Ma, zile suluhisho ambazo sio za kudumu you see the youth church today unaona kanisa la vijana leo hii the youth are going through a crisis it's unbelievable wanapitia shida na utata haiaminiki it is the most unbelievable time in the lives of the youth ni wakati ambao hauwezi kuaminika katika maisha ya vijana the challenges are immense Changa, tremendous changamoto ni nyingi na ni nzito drug addiction uraibu wa kulevya kwa mimba okay drug addiction uraibu wa dawa za kulevya abortion kwa mimba immorality usherati the universities are full of youth smoking bang vio vikuu vimejawa na vijana ambao wanavuta bangi Pinza, that bad mambo ni mabaya kiasi hicho infections of hiv left and right kuweza kuambukizana virusi vya ukimwi kushoto na kulia they are drinking themselves silly wanakuwa na kukunywa pombe kipumbavu i don't know why the youth now have immersed themselves into alcohol when they are young sijui ni kwa nini vijana wamejiingiza katika ulevi na kunywa pombe wakiwa wachanga and immorality uncontrolled immorality na usherati ambao hauna vizuizi vyovyote and it seems like they do not care anymore now na yaonekana kana kwamba hawajali hata sasa now when you look at such a problem unapotazama shida kama hiyo that is not a simple problem hiyo sio shida kidogo it is not a problem sio shida that can be sorted out in the physical realm ambayo inaweza kusuluhishwa katika nyanja ya kihalisia that means you have to go back to the cross and the blood hiyo inamaanisha lazima urudi kwa msalaba na damu that is where the lasting solution is hapo ndipo suluhisho la kudumu lipo and so this is always repeating itself every single now and then na basi hii inajirudia kila wakati the stitching of fig leaves 
kushona majani ya mtini and then temporarily alafu ambayo sio ya kudumu but you cannot worship lakini hauwezi ukaabudu they could not appear hawawezi kujitokeza so the lord saw the failure of the first covenant of the law don't touch this don't do this basi bana akaona kushindwa kwa agano la kwanza ya kutotii kujifanya hivi usifanye hivi and that's why now he came up with in this same genesis 315 for the first time he unveiled the covenant of the grace na ndio sababu akaja katika hiyo hiyo mwanzo 315 akafunua ile agano la neema let's see how he unveiled it hebu tuone jinsi alivyoifunua zekaria chapter 6 zekaria mlango wake wa 6 the book of zekaria chapter 6 kitabu cha zekaria mlango wa 6 he says the following anasema yafuatayo Zechariah 6 verses 11 to 13. Zechariah 6 11 Seeing that Genesis 3 6 and 7 has not worked. Kuona kwamba mwanzo 3 6 7 haijafanya kazi. Zechariah 6 11 13 he says. Zechariah 6 11 anasema. He says. Anasema. When I get it I read it. Nikipata nitaisoma. Take the silver and the gold. Chukua fedha na dhahabu and make a crown. Utengeneze taji. Set it on the head of the high priest. Na, the high priest. Nawe uiweke kichwani mwa kuhani mkuu. Joshua son of Zehozadak. Yeshua mwana wa Yehosadiki. Verse 12. Mstari wa 12. Tell him this is what the Lord Almighty says. Umwambie hili ndilo asemalo bana mwenye nguvu. Here is the man whose name is the branch. Huyu ndiye mtu ambaye jina lake ni tawi. He will branch out from his place. Naye atachipua kutoka mahali pake the temple of the Lord. Na kujenga hekalu la Bwana. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord. Ni yeye atakayejenga hekalu la Bwana. He will be clothed with majesty. Atavikwa utukufu. And he will sit and rule on his throne. Na ataketi kumiliki katika kiti chake cha enzi. And he will be a priest naye atakuwa kuhani katika kiti chake cha enzi hapo patakuwa amani katika hao wawili ukuhani wa kifalme wa mesia na anasema kwa mara ya kwanza hizo ofisi mbili zitaunganishwa because he is king of salem kwa sababu yeye ni mfalme wa Salemu na pia kuhani wa Mungu aliyejuu sana. Unaona sasa jinsi ambavyo Bwana alizindua kutoka mwanzo 3:15. Ninaifunua kwenu ninyi kile ambacho hatukuweza kufunua hiyo jana. Ili kwamba tukaweze kuifunua yote hapa. But the Lord really spoke at Genesis 3:15 lakini bwana kwa kweli alinena katika mwanzo 3:15 at the fall of man katika mwanguko wa mwanadamu then he says the book of isaiah alafu asema kitabu cha isaiah isaiah chapter 9 6 to 7 isaiah mlango wa 9 mstari wa 6 hadi 7 isaiah 9 isaiah 9 6 to 7 mstari wa 6 hadi 7 this is what he says naye anasema he says na anasema for unto us a child is born 
kwa maana kwa ajili yetu mtoto amezaliwa to us a son is given tumepewa mtoto mwanamume and the government will be on his shoulders na utawala utakuwa mabegani mwake and he will be called naye ataitwa wonderful counselor shauri wa ajabu mighty god mungu mwenye nguvu everlasting father baba wa milele prince of peace mfalme wa amani of the increase of his government kuongezeka kwa utawala wake and of peace na amani there will be no end akutakuwa na mwisho the throne of david atawala katika kiti cha enzi cha david na juu ya ufalme wake akiudhibitisha holding it na kuutegemeza justice kwa haki and righteousness na adili tangu wakati huo and forever na hata milele ambalo alikuwa akiahidi monarchy meaning a familia monarch familia na utawala wa kifalme and then John so he was talking about this victory coming to the church alikuwa anazungumzia kuhusu ushindi huu ukija kwa kanisa i have gone all the way to revelation 20 nilikuwa nimeenda kote kote hadi ufunuo 20 and demonstrated to you na kuashiria kwenu how satan the serpent jinsi ambavyo shetani nyoka will be held atashikwa and chained na kufungwa and thrown into the lake of burning sulfur na kutupwa katika moto unaowaka kiberiti and then na alafu the antichrist the false prophet pinga kristo nabii wa uongo the these two prophets will, will clash they will be serious clash i've seen it wawili watagonga na kuangamiza so, so the antichrist false prophet also be thrown into the same lake pinga kristo na nyoka wanatupwa katika ziwa lile lile wata 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 tupwa katika lile ziwa la moto and then now he's saying alafu sasa anasema also that means also kwamba pia hiyo inamaanisha pia the people that were doing the agenda of satan wale watu walikuwa wanafanya ajenda ya shetani watatupwa huko haleluya haleluya and yet there is time right now na ile hali kuna wakati sasa hivi the gates of heaven are still open malango ya mbinguni yako tayari yamefunguka na anasema the messiah is coming masihi anakuja but he talked about him lakini alimzungumzia kumuhusu katika mwanzo 3:13 Yohana mlango wa 3:16 mstari wa 16 haleluya haleluya John chapter 3:15 Yohana mlango wa 3 mstari wa 16 That classic gospel Hiyo injili ambayo ni nyeti sana sana He says the following Anasema yafuatayo For God so loved the world 
kwa maana jinsi hii Mungu aliupenda ulimwengu he gave his one and only beloved son hata akamtoa mwanawe wa pekee na anayempenda that whosoever believes in him shall not perish ili kila mtu amwaminie asipotee but have everlasting life bali awe na uzima wa milele still we been genesis 3:15 bado katika hiyo mwanzo 3:15 and then to crown it up alafu kuirembesha zaidi i'm reading the last one and then i'll open up a casket ninasoma ya mwisho alafu nitafunua so open up a casket so we can slowly get our way to where we ended yesterday nitafunua hilo tukio alafu tutafiki tuta rudi pale tulikuwa jana tutarudi pale tulikuwa jana i think i'd rather preach in two languages right hallelujah so it is well so i can be able to connect you to where we were yesterday right Ninaweza kuiunganisha mahali ambapo tuliachia jana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the book of Genesis 3:21. Kitabu cha mwanzo 3:21. Because here we are very para, para. Kwa sababu hapa tuko katika vilindi sana. And this is very helpful for the young bishops and everybody here. Na hii ni muhimu sana kwa maaskofu wachanga na kila mtu hapa. Genesis 3:21 Mwanzo 3:21 asema Look at what he says. Tazama vile anavyosema. He says the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Bwana Mungu akawatengenezea Adamu na mkewe mavazi ya ngozi akawavika. So now within that promise Kwa hivyo sasa katika hiyo ahadi of Genesis 3:15 ya mwanzo 3:15 that the Messiah would come kwamba Mesia atakuja the deliverer would come mwokozi atakuja sanctify the church na kulitakasa kanisa kutoka kwa manguko and then he also talked about the crushing of the serpent alafu pia alizungumzia kuhusu kusiagwa kwa nyoka but he was alive to the fact that the serpent would be aggressive and strike the hill. Lakini alikuwa anajua kwamba yule nyoka pia atakuwa na fujo na kugonga kisigino. Then to be able to give hope. Ili aweze kupeana tumaini. He now gives the final blow, the final victory over Satan. Sasa anapeana ushindi wa mwisho kwa 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 ushindi wa mwisho juu ya shetani. When the devil is finally thrown into the lake the burning sulfur. Wakati ambapo shetani hatimaye ametupwa katika ziwa linalowaka moto. After that now I bring you to where he slaughtered an animal. Alafu baadaye ninawaleta mahali ambapo alimchinja mnyama. And at that place now. Na katika mahali pale sasa. He moved the covenant. Akaleta agano. He moved it. Akalisongesha the covenant of the grace because he now slaughtered an animal remember i said death had not happened at all neither did man know how to kill and then now the lord slaughtered a ram bana akamchinja kondoo dume and then he covered them but blood flowed kisha akawafunika lakini damu ilimwagika that is where hapo ndipo the garment of righteousness came from vazi la uhaki lilitoka that you see now is the restoration of hope restoration of the fall what was lost at the fall ambayo sasa unaona ni urejesho wa tumaini urejesho kutoka kwa manguko the blood damu when he poured the blood alipoimwaga damu at genesis 3:21 katika mwanzo 3:21 it also healed 
what you see in Genesis 3:24 the opening of the door pia iliponya kile ambacho unaona katika mwanzo 3:24 kufungua kwa mlango Genesis 3:24 let, let me just read the bible mwanzo for you Genesis 3:24 the door is closed mwanzo 3:24 mlango umefungwa look at this now tazama hii sasa Genesis 3:24 mwanzo 3:24 it says after he drove the man out inasema baada ya kuvukizia mwanadamu adamu mbali placed on the east side of the garden of eden cherubim mungu akaweka makerubi mashariki ya bustani ya edeni and the flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way the tree of life where god the father is pamoja na upanga wa moto ukimulika huko na huko kulinda njia ya kuendea mti wa uzima mahali ambapo Mungu Baba yupo so you see now kwa hivyo unaona sasa the door was already closed mlango tayari ulikuwa umefungwa it was shut ulikuwa umefungwa and the cherubim of glory were there to guard it na ye kerubi wa utukufu alikuwa pale kulinda to guard the door that lead the gate the way that leads to God the Father kulinda lango na barabara iendayo katika kwenda kwa Mungu Baba so this gospel kwa hivyo injili hii that you see ambayo unaiona this scripture andiko hili that you see ambalo unaliona in the book of genesis katika kitabu cha mwanzo genesis 3:15 mwanzo 3:15 picks it all inaizenena yote it is all and total ni yote na ni jumla because he say kwa sababu anasema that he tried the covenant of works kwamba alijaribu agano la kazi it did not work haikufanya kazi and then now alafu sasa apfitin katika 3:15 the savior of the world is promised mwokozi wa ulimwengu anaahidiwa and when he is promised na anapoahidiwa you see what he does unaona kile ambacho anakifanya unto the end kwa hadi katika mwisho when he will finally terminate the enemy wakati ambapo hatimaye atamwangamiza adui and set God's people and creation free na kuwaweka watu wa Mungu na ombaji huru but he say lakini anasema that out of that fall the failure to observe the genesis uh 3 genesis 2:16 17 don't touch the tree kwamba kule kushushwa kuzingatia mwanzo 2:16 zile kazi the door is locked mlango umefungwa at genesis 3:24 katika mwanzo 3:24 the way that if i were you and i meet that path the way that leads the tree of life that way i would underline because at the tree of life every time when i've come from heaven from the throne of god i've always said at the tree of life he took the leaves of the tree of life god the father himself that is where god the father himself is hapo ndipo mungu baba mwenyewe yupo mali ambapo muti wa uzima uko and so that way was closed na basi hiyo njia ilifungwa but look at how beautifully he opens it after making the pronouncement at 3:15 lakini tazama jinsi alivyoifungua kwa njia ya kupendeza baada ya kufanya matangazo hayo katika mwanzo 3:15 at 3:15 already he said i am changing the covenant katika 3:15 tayari alisema ninabadilisha agano this one ain't working i am changing the covenant hii haifanyi kazi ninabadilisha agano i'm moving it away now from the works ninaliondoa sasa kutoka kwa kazi ile ya kulima migongo za watu like we read ile ya kulima migongo za watu kama vile tulivyosoma i'm moving it from works and performance ninaiondoa kutokana na kazi 
I'm now delivering the church. Na sasa nalikomboa kanisa. And I'm bringing it to the grace. Na nalileta kwa neema. And we read Zechariah chapter 6 all the way 11:13. Na tukasoma Zechariah 6:11-13. But look now. Lakini tazama sasa. When is not as an animal. Anapomchinja mnyama. At Genesis 3:21. Katika mwanzo 3:21. Look now the beautiful work that takes place. Tazama sasa kazi ya kupendeza by the blood kwa damu Matthew chapter 27:51 Matayo 20:51 Matayo 27:51 Anasema And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice kwamba Yesu alikuwa amelia tena kwa sauti kubwa He says He gave up his spirit akakata roho 51 he says at that moment the curtain of the temple was torn into two from top down wakati huo huo pazia la hekalu likachanika vipande viwili kuanzia juu hadi chini and the earth shook dunia ikatetemeka and all the holy people na watu wote watakatifu waliokuwa makaburini wakatoka the power has come nguvu imekuja but you see also the symbolism of that lakini pia unaona ishara ya hiyo that he went down under kwamba alienda chini to release those that were bound there kuachilia wale ambao walikuwa wamefungwa pale there some holy people ba, kulikuwa na baadhi ya watu watakatifu some people that live kuna watu walioishi and observe righteousness na kuzingatia uhaki and the people came out alafu watu wakatoka and live with other people in jerusalem ndipo Abraham where we were yesterday. Nani warejeshe kwa Abraham mahali ambapo tulikuwa jana. You remember yesterday Abraham was just about to slaughter. Nakumbuka jana kwamba Abraham alikuwa karibu kuchinja. The ram maana kondodo Isaac had just been untied and I say that is you the church na it is you that was untied na Isaki alikuwa amefunguliwa na nikasema wao ni nyinyi kanisa ambao mlifunguliwa. In Uganda you say mumute o mumute. Uganda mnasema how do you say it? Mumute. Mumute o mumute. Mumute means slaughter him. Mumute mumute means release him. Mumute inamaanisha mfungue, muachilie. I choose mumute. Ninachagua mumute kuachiliwa. Haleluya. You are very shocked I know that right? Umeshangazwa kwamba najua hiyo. So it's very powerful. Nia nguvu sana. They untied him. Can you sit down? Walimfungua. Mumute. Nasema mfungue. If you say to somebody from the eastern side they will slaughter that person, right? Ukisema hiyo kwa upande ule watu katika upande wa mashariki watachinja mtu huyo. The Lord said release him. Bwana alisema muachilie. Don't do anything to harm him. Usimudhuru, usimudhuru. And then Isaac was released and that was you. Alafu Isaki akaachiliwa na huyo alikuwa wewe. So we are going to we are beginning our way back to that place now. tunaanza kutafuta njia yetu kurudi mahali pale sasa. But when we look at this blood covenant, 
lakini je tunaweza angalia hili agano la damu we have now slaughtered an animal and used the skin to emulate and postulate the garment of righteousness that is going to be restored having been lost in this same garden amekwisha kumchinja mnyama na kuchukua ngozi yake na kumfunika kwa ashiria vazi ishara ni ya kwamba ishara ni ya vazi ya kuhaki ambao ilikuwa imepotezwa hapa hapa kwenye bustani ishara ni mfano wa vazi la haki ambalo ilikuwa imepotezwa hapa katika bustani haleluya haleluya the word is as sweet as honey neno ni tamu kama asali haleluya and he says the following na anasema yafuatayo genesis chapter 4 mwanzo mlango wa 4 Genesis 4. Manzo mlango wa 4. I'll begin with verse 1 but I wanted to read 3 5 but I'll begin one. Nitaanzia mstari wa kwanza. Lakini nataka kusoma 3 na 4. Adam lay with his wife Eve. Adamo akakutana kimwili na mkewe Eva. And she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. Akapata mimba akamzaa Kaini. And she said with the help of the Lord I brought forth a man. Eva akasema kwa msaada wa Bwana nimemzaa mwanamume. And she gave birth to his again she gave birth to his brother Abel another son. Baadaye akamzaa Abeli ndugu yake. So she didn't catch it properly right? Kwa hivyo hakuishika vyema. She was not right. Hakuwa sawa. This was not proceed right? Hii haikuwa mbegu. We were here yesterday. Tulikuwa hapa jana. That This Cain was not the seed I said. Kwamba huyu Kaini hakuwa ndiye mbegu nilisema. We even found that Isaac is not the seed of Abraham. Hata tulikumbua kwamba Isaac hakuwa mbegu ya Abraham ambayo ilikuwa ikisema. Melchizedek appeared before him with bread and wine and said, Abraham. Lakini Melchizedek I am the seed of Abraham. Melchizedek akajitokeza Mimi ndiyo mbegu ya Abraham ambayo unasimama mbele zako. But now when we go to three on 3 and 5 unapoenda 3 na 5 Genesis 4 3 and 5 he says Mwanzo 4 3 na 5 anasema In the course of time came Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering unto the Lord Baada ya muda Kaini akaleta baadhi ya mazao ya shamba kama sadaka kwa Bwana I don't know how you read the Bible Sijui namna gani unasoma Biblia For me the most interesting things here would be lakini kwangu mimi mambo ambayo ni muhimu zaidi hapa hayatakuwa after the fall baada ya mwanguko and the flaming sword blocking entrance to the tree of life na upanga unaowaka unamlika huku na huku kuzuia katika njia iendayo katika mti wa uzima for how many more years did the lord remain resident on the earth at the garden ni miaka after the fall ni miaka ngapi ambapo bwana alibaki bado anakaa katika lile bustani because you see now the sons of adam and eve are taking the offering to the gate kwa sababu unaona sasa wana wa adam wanapeleka sadaka kwa, kwa lango the sacrifice dhabihu so when you read that the first thing that hits you is that How long then did he stay for how long more did he stay here as his residence before he leaped the tree of life and took into the throne room in heaven Unaposoma hiyo inakugonga ni kwa miaka ngapi zaidi alibaki hapa kabla ya kuinua ule mti wa uzima na kuupeleka Are we together Hallelujah tuko pamoja I'm simply saying that the Bible is not a novel Kwa kimsingi nasema kwamba Biblia sio riwaya It's a powerful book Ni kitabu cha nguvu sana There is so much that needs to be mined in there for life 
na kuna mengi ambayo yanafaa kuchimbuliwa pale kwa ajili ya maisha haleluya haleluya and so he says here na hivyo basi anasema hapa that now Cain brings an offering at this gate kwamba Kaini analeta sadaka katika lango hili again In the course of time Cain brought some of the first fruit of the soil as an offering unto the Lord. But verse 3 please thank you. Baada ya muda Cain akaleta baadhi ya mazao ya shamba kama sadaka kwa Bwana. But Abel brought fat portions of the firstborn of his flock. Lakini Abeli akaleta fungu nono kutoka katika baadhi ya wazaliwa wa kwanza wa mifugo yake. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. Bwana akamkubali Abeli pamoja na sadaka yake, lakini Mungu hakumkubali Kaini pamoja na sadaka yake. So you can see the message right there. Kwa hivyo unaweza kuona ujumbe pale ndani. Because he had already installed the sacrifice of the blood, the worship of the blood. Kwa sababu tayari alikuwa amezindua ibada ya damu, kuabudu damu. At Genesis 3 he spoke about it in 3:15 he executed The, the, the ram now which is a prophecy at Genesis 3:21 katika mwanzo 13 mwanzo 3:15 alizindua na akaitekeleza katika mwanzo 3:21 so there is no way now to see Cain is bringing something and on this other side the sacrifice of the blood kuna vile unaona sasa kwamba Cain analeta dhabihu from firstborn can you imagine from firstborn was that far kwanza kwa mzaliwa wa kwanza umbali huo that far inside genesis umbali huo ndani ya mwanzo pale mwanzoni choose first born the fat ones angechagua yule mzaliwa wa kwanza vile vinono na akachinja na damu ikatirika na bwana akasema this i accept hii ninaikubali He had already installed. alikuwa amezindua the sacrifice of the blood. Alikuwa amekeza ile tabiu ya damu. And he says the following. From that point on. Kuanzia wakati huo na kuendelea. The book of Hebrews. Katika kitabu cha Waebrania. Hebrews blessed people. Waebrania watu wabarikiwa. If you go to Hebrews chapter 9. Ukienda katika kitabu cha Waebrania mlango wa 9. Mstari wa 22. In fact hata hivyo in fact hata hivyo the law requires nearly everything sheria inahitaji kwamba karibu kila kitu be cleansed with the blood itakaswe kwa damu and without the shedding of the blood there is no forgiveness of sin without jesus there is no forgiveness of sin without jesus there is no sin heaven pasipo yesu hakuna msamaha pasipo yesu hakuna kuona mbinguni He set it alianzilisha the sacrifice of the blood tabiu ya damu how powerful ni ya nguvu kiasi gani promise in genesis 3:15 ahadi katika mwanzo 3:15 hallelujah hallelujah and i read second corinthians na nasoma wa korinto wa pili chapter 5 mlango wa 5 as i wind down this section ninapomalizia sehemu hii Second Corinthians chapter 5 wa Korinto wa pili mlango wa 5 Hallelujah Hallelujah 
Jesus is Lord. Yesu ni bwana. The glorious lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu. 2 Corinthians 5. Wa Korinto wa pili mlango wa 21. God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Without Jesus there is no righteousness. Kwa maana Mungu alimfanya yeye asiyekuwa na dhambi kuwa dhambi kwa ajili yetu ili sisi tupate kufanywa haki ya Mungu katika yeye. So Jesus is everything. Yesu ni kila kitu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 20 as I finish now and check out of this section. Yohana mlango wa 20 ninapomalizia sehemu hii sasa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody seeing how deep and profound and expensive Genesis 3:15 is? Mtu yote anaona jinsi ambavyo mwanzo 3:15 ilivyoagali mno na ilipo ya vilindi zaidi. And so you go out and preach it to your families, to your sisters, to your churches, to the nations on the rooftops, on the mountain tops. Lord Jesus, Christ Jesus is the hope of the world. Unakwenda na unayubiria kwa familia zako katika makanisa yenu kote kote katika nchi hata katika juu ya pa kwamba Yesu Kristo ndiye tumaini la ulimwengu. John chapter 20. Yohana mlango wa 20. I'm reading. Ninasoma. John 20. Yohana 20. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. John chapter 26:17. Yohana mlango wa 20 mstari wa 16 hadi 17. Jesus said to her. Yesu akamwambia, Mary. Maria. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi. Maria akamgeukia Yesu na kusema naye kwa Kiebrania, Rabboni. Jesus said. Yesu akamwambia, Do not hold on to me. Usinishike. I have not yet returned to my father to become the Trinity again. Kwa maana sijapata kwenda kwa baba yangu kuwa utatu tena. Go instead to my brothers. Lakini nenda kwa ndugu zangu. And tell them that I am returning to my father. Ukawaambia ninapaa kwenda kwa baba yangu. And you are father. Ambaye ni baba yenu. To my God. Kwa Mungu wangu. And you are God. Na Mungu wenu. He came out. Akatoka. This is what Genesis 3:15. Hiki ndicho ambacho mwanzo 3:15 was talking about. Ilikuwa inazungumzia. Death has been crushed. Kifo kimepondwa pondwa na kusiagwa siagwa. Sin has been crushed. Dhambi imesiagwa siagwa. I bring to you the gospel of crushing sin. Ninawaleteni njili ya kusiagasiaga dhambi and purging sin na kuondoa dhambi. And that means na hiyo inamaanisha repentance and zero tolerance to sin. Na bila kupatana kamwe na dhambi. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty gospel. Ni njili kubwa kiasi gani? that everything plus solution is in there kwamba kila kitu suluhisho liko mle ndani so blessed people hivyo basi watu wabarikiwa slowly now pole pole sasa i want to handle several areas nataka nishughulikie maeneo fulani kadhaa several areas of this message 
eneo fulani kadhaa katika ujumbe huu yesterday jana we saw very clearly tuliona wazi kabisa about the seed of the woman kuhusu mbegu ya mwanamke you remember that so well mnakumbuka hiyo vyema kabisa and that is the seed of the woman we have just handled na hiyo ndio mbegu ya mwanamke ambayo tumeishughulikia at genesis 3:15 katika mwanzo 3:15 called the seed of the woman inaitwa mbegu ya mwanamke and how na jinsi gani he would bring victory ataleta ushindi to a hopeless people kwa watu wasio na tumaini he would bring victory ataleta ushindi to you the church kwenu ninyi kanisa and so na hivyo basi and we walked quite a bit na tulitembea kiasi is this my daughter the lawyer i'm seeing Oh, thank you my daughter I was just here by some chance then I caught your eye I saw you so listen to this now yesterday jana we saw that that seed tuliona kwamba hiyo mbegu became the seed of abraham ikafanyika mbegu ya abrahamu the seed of abraham mbegu ya abrahamu and then alafu we saw that ever since the lord launched tuliona kwamba tangia bana alipozindua genesis 3:15 mwanzo 3:15 there was a roll out things began to roll out mambo yakaanza kuzinduliwa across the entire bible kote kote katika biblia yote and all the time na wakati wote pointing it is you It is you. Ikikonyezea mwana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu. You are the Messiah. Wewe ndiwe Mesia. You are the Savior. Wewe ndiwe mwokozi. You are the King. Wewe ndiwe mfalme. You are the mighty one. Wewe ndiwe ulie mkuu. The son of man. Mwana wa Mungu. You are the sacrifice of God. Wewe ndiwe dhabihu ya Mungu. You are the living water. Wewe ndiwe maji ya Dio. The living bread. Ukate uliohaa karibu na watu wanaomjua it will disturb itasumbua 
the name of God must now come. And sanctify a generation. And sanctify a church, a people unto our God. And that's why the first thing he tells Abraham is to separate out. Which is actually the true definition of sanctification. To be set apart for God's use. Ambayo kwa kweli ni maelezo ya kweli ya kuutakaso kumaanisha kutengwa kwa ajili ya utumizi wa Mungu. So anything that Abraham is going to do from this point henceforth after separation. kutengwa na utakaso is going to be an example, a classic example of the importance of sanctification separation unto God inaenda kuwa mfano muhimu sana haswa kuhusiana na utakaso kwa Mungu for example kwa mfano the very uncommon faithful obedience of Abraham uncommon ule utaifu usio waida wa Abraham kwa Mungu when the lord told abraham wakati ambapo bana alimwambia abraham to go and slaughter his son akakwenda na kumchinja na kumtoa dhabihu mwanawe Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know some of you have sons. Na ninajua baadhi yenu mko na watoto. So you really understand. Kwa hivyo kwa kweli mnaelewa. The pain. Uchungu. The difficulty. Ugomo. So it really sets an example for you. Kwa hivyo kwa kweli inaweka mfano kwenu. On the sanctification of Abraham, the separation he separated him for God's purpose, God's use. Wa utakaso wa Abraham alimtenga kwa ajili ya kusudi la Mungu, kutumiwa na Mungu. And yesterday we saw. Na jana tuliona that all of a sudden Abraham's life is now gravitating now revolving around the promise the promise of God the promise the promise the promise the promise maisha ya Abraham yanazungukia katika ahadi za Mungu ahadi 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 and we saw the seed the seed around the seed the seed of Abraham the seed through your seed I will bless through your offering I will bless the earth the offering the seed na inazungukia ile mbegu mbegu kupitia mbegu yako nitakubariki mbegu 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 hallelujah hallelujah and Melchizedek appears the king of righteousness Hamelek Hamelek Zedek Hamelek Zedek the king of righteousness Hamelek Zedek mfalme wa uhaki So now na hivyo basi sasa he appears with bread and wine anajitokeza na mkate na divei he appears with the new covenant anajitokeza na agano jipya of the cross and the blood ya msalaba na damu and we see that out of that na tunaona kwamba kutokana na hiyo then a serious conversation takes place in genesis 22 basi mazungumzo nyeti kabisa yanafanyika katika mwanzo 22 when now the lord tells abraham wakati ambapo sasa bwana anamwambia abraham take that your son whom you love very much muchukue huyo mwanao umpendaye sana whose name is Isaac. Ambaye jina lake ni Isaac. 
Go and slaughter him. Nenda ukamchinje. That is where we were yesterday. Hapo ndipo tulipokuwa jana. And everything has been stepwise you have caught everything now, right? Kila kitu kimekuwa hatua kwa hatua umepata kila kitu sasa, si ndio? That's why I said I would teach. Ndio sababu nilisema nitawafundisha, nitafundisha. Kwa sababu ya uzito wa hii. So now, kwa hivyo sasa, let us go back to that hill. Hebu tuende turudi katika huo mlima. And see the prophecies Abraham was giving. Na tuone ule unabii ambao Abrahamu alikuwa anatoa. As he was walking with Isaac going up. Alipokuwa akitembea na Isaki wakikoya mlima. Up to the point when he bound him, he tied his hand, tied his legs and placed him on the altar of wood. Hadi kwa kiwango alipofunga mikono yake, miguu yake na kumweka juu katika madhabahu ya, ya katika juu ya kuni madhabahu ya kuni katika juu ya katika madhabahu ya kuni and then halafu akachukua kisu ready to do it akiwa tayari kuitekeleza the lord held his hand kisha bwana akauzuia akaushikilia mkono wake usifanye haleluya haleluya let us go back there hebu turudi huko my son ogero mwanangu ogero Thank you so much. Asante sana. So the book of Genesis 22. Kwa hivyo kitabu cha mwanzo 22. Abraham encounters God. Abraham anakutana na Mungu. In a very very stunning way. Katika njia ya kushtua sana sana. The God that Abraham encountered. Mungu ambaye Abraham alikutana naye is the same god whose cloud came here today ni mungu huyo huyo ambaye wimbo lake lilikuja hapa leo hii so this is serious kwa hivyo hii ni nyeti we are worshiping under the cloud right tunaabudu chini ya wimbo sivyo so he says the following kwa hivyo anasema yafuatayo sometime later god tested abraham he said to him abraham Baadaye Mungu akamjaribu Abrahamu akamwambia Abrahamu Here I am he replied Mimi hapa Abrahamu akajibu Then God said Take your son your only son Isaac whom you love Kisha Mungu akamwambia umchukue mwanao mwana wako wa pekee umpendaye and go to the region of the Moria and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Uende katika inchi ya Moria, mtoe huko kama sadaka ya kuteketezwa juu ya mlima mmoja wapo nitakaokuambia. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. Abrahamu akaamka asubuhi na mapema siku iliyofuata, akamtayarisha punda wake. Aren't you amazed that you don't read that Abraham contested Abraham argued he asked the Lord to give him some more time he asked whether he should consult a little bit Je haushangai kwamba Abrahamu hakupinga hakuomba muda zaidi ili akaende kutafuta ushauri Yes, the next morning woke up early and saddled the donkey. Asubuhi iliyofuata akaamka asubuhi na mapema na kumtayarisha punda wake and he says naye anasema Abraham got up and saddled the donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac akawachukua watumishi wake wawili pamoja na Isaac mwanawe when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering he set out for the place God had told him about 
baada ya kuchanja kuni za kutosha kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka ya kuteketezwa akaondoka kuelekea mahali Mungu alipokuwa amemwambia On the third day Abraham looked up and saw the place in a distance Siku ya tatu Abrahamu akainua macho akapaona mahala pale kwa mbali He said to his servants verse 5 wa tano akawaambia watumishi wake Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy we go over there Kaini hapa pamoja na punda wakati mimi na kijana tunakwenda kule We will worship and then we will come back to you Tutakwenda kuabudu na kisha tutawarudia So the catch there if you are reading is we you underline the we and we Jambo la kunuku pale ni tu tutaenda tutaenda And I asked Nami ninauliza what did Abraham know that we all do not know Ni nini ambacho Abraham alijua ambao sote hatujui What did he know that you don't know Ni nini ambacho alijua ambacho wewe haujui to be able to say such a thing ili kuweza kusema kitu kama hicho in genesis 15 katika mwanzo 15 he was well instructed on how to slaughter those animals two two halves how to sacrifice before the lord aliagizwa namna ya kuchinja wale wanyama jinsi ya kutoa dhabihu wale wanyama kuchinja mara mbili to split into half and lay one half here and one half here kupasua mara mbili kuweka nusu hapa na nusu nyingine hapa And the Lord is telling him to go up there and sacrifice his son in the same way. And yet he is busy saying to the servants, you guys stay here while the boy and I we go up there to worship. And We'll go there na anasema tutaenda huko and worship na kuabudu and we 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 will come back na tuta tutarudi you don't find that abraham started weeping before the servants do you ha, find it haupati kwamba abrahamu anaanza kulia mbele ya watumishi nimepoteza huyu mtoto huyu ameenda did you hear that je ulisikia akilia hivyo no hapana it's unbelievable you people ni ya kushangaza nyie watu he said we will come back anasema tutarudi and he knows na anajua that he has to slaughter and split into two kwamba itabidi achinje na kupasua mara mbili hallelujah hallelujah let us move on hebu tuendelee mbele he says anasema Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife. Abraham akachukua kuni kwa ajili ya sadaka ya kuteketezwa akamtuika Isaki mwanawe. Yeye mwenyewe akachukua moto na kisu. The two of them were went up together. Isaac spoke up walipokuwa wakienda pamoja Isaki akanena and he said akamwambia Abraham he said to Abraham he said to his father Abraham he said father akamwambia baba yake Abraham akasema baba yangu yes my son Abraham replied you can imagine that reply yes my son Abraham akaitika mimi hapa mwanangu as in yes my son what is it 
Nikana kwamba mimi hapa mwanangu ni nini? Ni safari nzito. That journey is heavy. Hiyo safari ni nzito. It is a heavy journey. Ni nzito sana hiyo safari. Then he says the following. Kisha akasema yafuatayo. Yes my son Abraham replied. Mimi hapa mwanangu Abraham akaitika. The fire and the wood are here Isaac said. Moto na kuni zipo. Isaki akasema. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Je, yuko wapi mwana kondoo kwa ajili ya sadaka ya kuteketezwa? Abraham answered. Abraham akajibu. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son. Manango, Mungu mwenyewe atajipatia mana kondoo kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka. And the two went on. Na hawa wawili wakaendelea mbele pamoja. And then Jesus comes later. Alafu Yesu anakuja baadaye. In John chapter 8. Katika Yohana mlango wa 8. Verse 58 and he says the following. Mustari wa 58 na anasema yafuatayo. John chapter 8. Yohana mlango wa 8. Verse 58. Mustari wa 58. The Lord Jesus comes and says the following. Bwana Yesu anakuja na kusema yafuatayo. Is everybody happy here Nairobi? Kila mtu yuko anafuraha hapa Nairobi. We are going home soon. Tunaenda nyumbani hivi karibuni haleluya haleluya look at such a massive meeting happening here tazama mkutano mkubwa ambao unatendeka hapa next weekend we are here weekend ijayo tuko hapa there is no stopping us now hakuna kutukomesha sasa haleluya haleluya tomorrow we have a joint service here kesho tuna ibada ya pamoja hapa After tomorrow, the next Friday we are back here. Hallelujah. Because the Messiah is coming. And I know I'm beginning the missions to the nations next year. And so then uh, the window for Kenya is beginning to close now. Because now the other nations are getting ready. John chapter 8. Yohana mlango wa 8. John chapter 8. Yohana mlango wa John chapter 8. Yohana mlango wa 8 verse 58 excuse me Msari wa 58 kwa sababu sasa mataifa yale mengine verses tutakwenda kusoma mistari miwili Yohana mlango wa 8 What a beautiful church. Ni kanisa la kupendeza kiasi gani? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what he says. Hivi ndivyo inavyosema John chapter 8. Yohana mlango wa 8. Verse 58. I tell you the truth Jesus answered. Yesu akamwambia, Amin amin nawaambia, Before Abraham was born, I am. Kabla Abrahamu hajakuwako, mimi niko. And then verse 56 he says. Alafu mstari wa 56 anasema, Your father Abraham. 
baba yenu Abrahamu rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day alishangilia kwamba angaliona siku yangu he, he saw it and he was glad naye akaiona na akafurahi then let me take you back hebu niwarudishe let me take you back now to Abraham in Genesis 22 in the context of this hebu niwarudishe kwa Abrahamu katika mwanzo 22 katika muktadha wa hii Verse 5. Of Genesis 22. Mwanzo 22. He said to his servants, "Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and we will come back." Akawaambia watumishi wake, "Kaini hapa pamoja na punda wakati mimi na kijana tunakwenda kule, tutakwenda kuabudu na kisha tutawarudia." And then verse 8. Alafu second prophecy in verse 8. Mustari wa nane unabiwa pili. He says, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son. And the two of them still went on together. Abrahamu akajibu mwanangu, Mungu mwenyewe atajipatia mana kondoo kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka. Na hawa wawili wakaendelea mbele pamoja. So do you now understand blessed people? Je, sasa mnaelewa watu wabarikiwa? The two hills, the two mountains. Milima miwili. Mount Calvary, Mlima Calvary, and Mount Moriah where Isaac was going to be slaughtered. Na Mlima Moriah ambapo Isaac alikuwa anakwenda kuchinjwa. Which of them did I, Abraham see in his dream? Which did he see when he said God himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice? Ni gani hiyo kati ya hiyo milima miwili ambayo Abrahamu aliona aliposema kwamba Bwana mwenyewe atajitwalia mana kondoo kwa ajili ya dhabihu. And they were climbing up Moria. Na walikuwa wakipanda wakikwea mlima wa Moria. Which of the two did he see in the dream? Ni gani kati ya milima hiyo miwili aliona katika ndoto? Mount Calvary. Mlima Calvary. Yes, that is the one he saw. Hiyo huo ndio ambao aliona. And Abraham Naye Abrahamu Jesus came and testified that Abraham already saw my day. Aliona ndio sababu Yesu akakuja na kushuhudia kwamba Abrahamu tayari aliona siku yangu. I don't want to I don't want to involve the ministry these two are ministering here the cloud of God is here. Hawa wawili wanahudumu hapa wingu la Mungu linahudumu hapa. I don't want to to, to uh, I mean I mean I don't want to mention beyond the rapture not really necessary this Sitaki kutaja baada ya unyakuzi kwa sababu sio muhimu sana hapa. But I have seen lakini nimeona also pia when finally the two prophets God is the one that surrenders them to the antichrist. Wakati ambapo hatimaye Mungu mwenyewe ndiye ambaye anawasalimisha kwa mpinga Kristo and actually the tying by the pingu is behind like this na mbingu iko nyumba kufungwa mbingu iko 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 nyuma namna hii and very tight tight alafu wamefungwa pingu and then assassinated alafu wanauawa but they don't like the, the life comes out of the body like this so they gaze at their dead body for three days and a half uhai unatoka katika mwili namna hii kwa hivyo wanatazama mili yao ambayo imekufa kwa siku tatu so Abraham hivyo basi Abrahamu Let's come back to Abraham at the lamb of God. Hebu turudi kwa Abrahamu na mwana kondoo wa Mungu. He said alisema we will come back. Tutarudi. Verse 8. Mustari wa 8. He gave the prophecy. Akapeana unabii that God himself kwamba Mungu mwenyewe will provide the lamb not a ram not a ram. Atatualia mwana kondoo sio kondoo dume. The lamb 
wakati sasa wanapokuwa pale bana anajitwalia kondoo dume si mwana kondoo that's why i asked which one which of the hills had he seen jesus already said it right ndio sababu nikauliza ni kati ya milima gani ambayo aliona lakini yesu tayari ameisema jesus said yesu alisema you already saw my day on mount calvary tayari aliona siku yangu katika mlima kalvari so as we were going kwa hivyo tulipokuwa tunaenda as abraham was going abraham alipokuwa akienda with the with with the boy pamoja na kijana he had already seen tayari alikuwa ameona the crucifixion of the messiah kusulubishwa kwa mesia the seed of abraham mbegu ya abrahamu number 2 jambo la pili he had already seen the resurrection of the messiah tayari alikuwa ameona kufufuka kwa mesia and that's why na hiyo ndio sababu he says god will provide the lamb anasema mungu atajitwalia mwana kondoo and they went on na wakaendelea and he knew na alijua that this god that comes here with the cloud and settles when the two prophets are sitting here or what kwamba huyu Mungu anayekuja na wingu na kutua hapa wakati ambapo manabii wa Mungu wamekete hapa ama wanahudumu hapa is a god ni Mungu that has maximum power aliye na nguvu za kutosha to resurrect the dead ya kufufua wafu Abraham was aware of that Abraham alikuwa anajua hiyo and that's why in the Hebrew tradition in the Hebrew religion na ndio sababu katika ile tamaduni ya Judaism katika Uyuda they 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 say wanasema they believe that Isaac was killed wanaamini kwamba Isaki aliuawa naye Mungu akamfufua Isaki and so if you go to Hebrews 11 kwa hivyo ukienda katika Waebrania ya 11 let's finish the slaughtering of the ram today hebu tumalizie kuchinjwa kwa maana kondoo leo hii haleluya kwa kondoo dume leo hii What an extensive message you cannot finish in a, ni, a weekend. Ni ujumbe mkubwa kiasi gani uweze ukaumaliza kwa weekend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says. Alafu kisha asema. Thank you the Lord bless you. Asante bwana akubariki. I just discovered the trumpeters and the the, the people playing the saxophone very powerfully when they reached the place god had told him about verse 9 i'm i'm on 22 genesis i'm going to hebrews later let's first let's have him slaughter the ram mwanzo 22 hallelujah hallelujah thank you randy Asante Randy. Are you ready? Genesis 22 verse 9 says. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Walipofika mahali pale alipokuwa ameambiwa na Mungu, Abraham akajenga madhabahu hapo, akaziweka kuni juu yake. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Akamfunga Isaki mwanawe na akamlaza kwenye madhabahu juu ya zile kuni. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay the boy, to slay his son. Kisha akanyosha mkono wake na akachukua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe. 
But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven in a loud voice, Abraham, Abraham. Lakini malaika wa Bwana akamuita kutoka mbinguni akamwambia Abrahamu Abrahamu Here I am he replied Akajibu mimi hapa Do not lay a hand on the boy he said Usimdhuru kijana akamwambia Do not do anything to harm him Wala usimtende jambo lolote Now I know that you fear God sasa ninajua kwamba unamcha Mungu because you have not withheld from me your one and only son whom you love so much kwa sababu huku ni uzuilia mwanao mwana wako wa pekee umpendaye sana then he goes on to say verse 13 alafu anaendelea mbele kusema mstari wa 13 which is a prophecy again the that prophecy ambao ni unabii tena unabii watatu abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns Abrahamo akainua macho yake juu akaona kondoo dume amenaswa pembe zake nyuma yake katika kichaka He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son If I were you I would underline instead of his son I would underline those and do like this and put a highlighter akaenda akamchukua huyo kondoo dume akamtoa awe sadaka ya kuteketezwa badala ya mwanawe kama ningekuwa wewe nalipigia hilo neno msali badala ya mwanawe instead of his son badala ya mwanawe and i said nani kasema on that altar is you katika hayo madhabahu ni wewe why kwa nini Let's stop there again and go to Genesis, Genesis 15 that you understand. Hebu tukomee hapo kidogo alafu tuende mwanzo 15 ili uelewe. In Genesis 15 katika mwanzo 15 verses 9 on mstari wa 9 na kuendelea. This is what you find. Hiki ndicho ambacho unapata. That he had to sacrifice kwamba ilibidi atoe dhabihu and offer the animals na kuwatoa dhabihu wanyama and there was a system and an order the order of sacrificing the pattern of worship na kulikuwa na muundo na muondoko na mwelekeo aina fulani ya kuabudu God's pattern of worship muundo wa Mungu wa kuabudu and it required na ulihitaji that the animal the sacrifice is split into half two halves kwamba wanyama wanaotolewa dhabihu wapasuliwe mara mbili vipande viwili nusu mbili and one half placed here Not one place remember the head the head is the one that face head to head the halves of the head face nusu moja inawekwa pande hii na nusu ya kichwa ndio ambayo inaangalia upande huu na upande huu it is not the legs it's the heads that meet ni vichu ambavyo vinakutana sio miguu the reason ayo also the ayo lakini kuna nafasi ya kupitia nafasi ya kupita yeah, so there is that ayo so the blood went there and you walk like this kwa hivyo damu ilipita pale na unatembea inside ndani ya damu and the reason that sacrificing was done like that na sababu hiyo dhabihu ilikuwa inafanywa namna hiyo is because ni kwa sababu it was the means of covenanting it was the contracting law at that time that was the practice commissioning an oath so if you are the commissioner of oath god was the commissioner of oath that is how oaths were commissioned mungu ndiye alikuwa anazindua viapo hivyo ndivyo viapo vilikuwa vinazinduliwa and he said the message was clear 
ujumbe ulikuwa wazi that the covenanting parties kwa, the contracting parties would walk would walk in through the aisle touching the blood stepping on the blood kwamba wale wanaoingia katika agano watatembea ndani ya ile damu wakiguza damu and the message was this na ujumbe ulikuwa huu that we are now agreeing like this kwamba sasa tumekubaliana namna hii If you default, ikiwa utakosa kufanya hivyo. If you break the covenant on your side, we will, we, we will split you will be split like these two animals. Ikiwa utavunja agano lako kwa, kwa upande wako, utakatwa utapasuliwa namna hii nusu mbili. And I know of somebody that already defaulted on their part. Ambaye tayari alishindwa kutekeleza sehemu yake. In the garden katika bustani and in Kenya here na hapa Kenya and in America na Marekani in Rwanda Uganda in Brazil everywhere na Rwanda, all the time they are defaulting their parts kila wakati wanashindwa kutekeleza sehemu yao that means hiyo inamaanisha that was supposed to be you tied to be split into two halves hiyo ilipaswa kuwa wewe umefungwa na kukatwa na kupasuliwa nusu mbili Then he said kisha akasema mumute livim release them muachi release them mufungue hallelujah hallelujah untie them mufungue in other words kwa maneno mengine remove the grave clothes and set him free ondoa mavazi ya kaburi na umweke huru ai that was you huyo alikuwa wewe And now na sasa he provides a ram so look at this anamtwalia kondoo dume tazama hii look at what happens here tazama kinachotendeka hapa he provides a ram anamtwa the horns are already caught up in the in the pawns of the ticket the horns are caught up in the pawns of the ticket anamtwalia mwana kondoo na pembe mwana kondoo dume na pembe zake zimeshikwa katika miiba ya kichaka And instead that there are pawns and pieces that were a curse in Genesis 3:14-19 they have caught the horns they have caught the ram na mule ndani kuna miiba na mbwa ambayo ni laana ile katika mwanzo 3:14 15 He is caught up in the law and the judgment of God the curse of God katika sheria na hukumu ya Mungu He's caught up there. Amepatikana huko. And they are telling him. Na wanamwambia. King of the Jews. Mfalme wa Wayahudi. King of the Jews now. Mfalme wa Wayahudi sasa. Let Elijah come and save you now. Acha Elia aje na kuokoe sasa. The pawns are already pricking the head in the thicket. Sasa ile miiba tayari inachoma kichwa katika kichaka. And he said but for the other one set him free. Lakini anasema kwa yule mwingine mweke huru. Can you imagine the act of unbinding the hands, unbinding the legs and carrying from the old and putting down. Je, unaweza kuanzia kile kitendo cha kufungua zile kamba na kufungua mikono na miguu na kubeba kutoka kwa kubeba yeye kuweka yeye chini kutoka pale. Na kubeba yeye kuweka yeye chini kutoka pale. Exonerated. Na kumweka huru. Amewekwa huru. Amesamehewa. Paying for your sin. Ulipaswa kulipia kwa ajili ya dhambi yako. Lakini akasema, unbind him. 
caught up there akachikwa huko pembe in front of abraham mbele ya abrahamu carrying bread and wine akibeba mkate na divai ai can you sit down somebody je mnaweza keti chini mtremendous ya ajabu the living bread mkate ulio hai hallelujah hallelujah so jesus is lord kwa hivyo yesu ni bwana he is the redeemer yeye ndiye mkombozi and the savior you na, need to embrace 24/7 na mwokozi ambaye unahitaji kumkumbatia kila wakati don't do what these other churches do they are abusing the grace of jesus usifanye kile ambacho haya makanisa mengine yanafanya wanatukana neema ya yesu hebrews chapter 6 waibrania mlango wa 6 verses 4 to 6 mstari wa 4 hadi 6 hebrews chapter 6 waibrania mlango wa 6 46 mstari wa 4 hadi 6 says anasema it is impossible kwa kuwa ni vigomo for those who have once been enlightened kwa wale ambao walishapata nuru and have tasted the heavenly gift walishaonja kipawa cha mbinguni those who have shared in the holy spirit ambao wameshiriki katika roho mtakatifu those who have tasted the goodness of the word of god wale ambao wameonja uzuri wa neno la mungu in the powers of the coming age na nguvu za wakati ujao they fall away it is impossible to be brought back to repentance kisha wakaanguka ni vigumu kuwarejesha katika toba because to their loss kwa sababu kwa hasara yao wenyewe crucifying the son of god all over again wanamsulubisha mwana wa mungu mara ya pili tena and subjecting jesus na kumdhalilisha yesu public shame katika aibu ya adharani that is what the lord is saying here hicho ndicho ambacho bwana anasema hapa that the apostasy you see in the present day church kwamba mwanguko wa imani ya kweli mnaoona katika kanisa la sasa we have laid a powerful case for the blood of jesus ameweka kesi ya nguvu sana kwa ajili ya damu ya yesu how the lord went through all that travail and suffering jinsi ambavyo bwana alipitia mateso hayo yote na uzuni na ujungu order to vindicate you ili aweze kukuweka huru kutoka kwa mauti to earn you a place in eternity kukupatia nafasi katika umilele caught up in the thorns of the thicket ameshikwa katika pembe zake zimeshikwa katika kichaka cha miiba caught up in the thorns on that cross and they are saying king of jews and they are speaking to him on him and they are striking the head the thorns are on the head miiba iko kichwani mwake na wanasema msulubishe mfano wa yote katika ule msalaba the picket you see on that cross kile kichaka ambacho unakiona katika msalaba he was caught up there alishikwa huko and they are pricked with the cross the thorns and thistles the cross of god against him miiba na michongoma laana ya mungu dhidi ya dhambi and is bleeding like this like this let me tell you one thing na anatoa damu namna hii namna hii wacheni niwaambie kitu kimoja what you see people drawing in those in the pictures wherever about jesus on the cross that is something else kile ambacho mnaona watu wakichora na kuandika kuhusu Yesu akiteseka msalabani hicho ni hicho ni kitu kingine the messiah on the cross is unsightly msalabani hawezi atataka kuona 
I remember I wept for three months straight every day. And I used to weep and pray and collapse and pass out. He was totally machated. He was destroyed. Isaiah 52, 13 to 15. He was destroyed and damaged and disfigured beyond human likeness. He did not look like a human being anymore. Aliaribiwa kabisa na kuharibiwa kabisa kama vile inavyosema katika kitabu cha Isaiah. Aliaribiwa kabisa, hawezi hata kutambulika kama mwanadamu. He was not like a human being anymore. Hakuwa kama mwanadamu tena. He was totally disfigured. Aliaribiwa kabisa kabisa. And he said, "Father." Na akasema, "Baba." Wamedunga mikono yangu. He was reporting to the father. Pia wamedunga miguu yangu. Alikuwa akipeana ripoti. Alikuwa akimwambia baba. I am less than a worm. I am like a worm. I'm less than a human being. Mimi ni kama minyoo. Mimi ni kama mnyoo. Mimi ni chini kuliko mwanadamu. The abuse of the grace matukano ya neema across the nations of the earth kote kote katika mataifa ya dunia must now come to an end lazima sasa ifikie kikomo that we may honor Jesus kwamba tukamheshimu Yesu this tremendous sacrifice kwa ajili ya dhabihu hii ya ajabu the king of glory mfalme wa utukufu he left glory aliacha utukufu na akaja. I was very shocked. Nilishtuka sana. Because he said, kwa sababu alisema, wrote me a note. Aliniandikia waraka. Then he placed. Na kisha akaiweka. Then he said, na kisha akasema, Melchizedek day. Siku ya Melchizedek is known as the day of righteousness. Inajulikana kama siku ya uhaki. Then I understood the day of rapture. Na kisha nikaelewa siku ya unyakuzi. Then I understood. Kisha nikaelewa that when he prayed kwamba alipo father aliposema baba put me back nirudishe put back the glory as we were before the creation of the heaven and the earth nirudishe utukufu kama vile tulivyokuwa kabla ya kuumbwa kwa dunia ndiyo kwa dunia i understood that the father answered that prayer nikagundua kwamba baba alijibu ombi hilo and he put him back to Melchizedek. Na akamrudisha kwa Melchizedek. There is something about Melchizedek, the name. Kuna kitu kuhusiana na hilo jina Melchizedek. You call it the day of rapture. Wewe iite siku ya unyakuzi. But the Lord God calls it Melchizedek's day. Lakini Bwana Mungu anaita siku ya Melchizedek. The king of righteousness. Ufalme wa uhaki. The king of Jerusalem before Jerusalem was created. Ufalme wa Yerusalemu kabla ya kuumbwa kwa Yerusalemu. King of peace, King of Salem, Shalom. Amani, mfalme wa Salem, wa Salem, Shalom. The King of Shalom. Mfalme wa Amani. The Prince of Peace. Mfalme wa Amani. The abuse of the grace. Matukano ya neema. Must now come to an end. Lazima sasa ifikie mwisho. And that's why he says. Ndio sababu anasema. In this scripture Hebrews chapter 6. Katika andiko hili Waibrania mlango wa 6. And Hebrews 10. Na Waibrania 10. Hebrews 
Essentially, Kimsingi, you are crucifying Melchizedek, Melchizedek again and again. You are crucifying Jesus. You are putting Melchizedek back to the cross. Una musulubisha Melchizedeki, una mrudisha kwa msalaba. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why. Na hiyo ndio sababu the Lord is asking. Bana anauliza that we change kwamba tubadilike as a church kama kanisa uphold the cross tukaushikilie msalaba and the blood na damu and be born again properly na tuokoke vizuri because i have seen the new jerusalem kwa sababu nimeona yerusalemu mpya the home of the righteous nyumbani kwa wenye haki i have seen the church nimeliona kanisa lifting up going leaving the soil likinuka juna kutoka kwa udongo likienda let me tell you one thing hebu niwaambie kitu kimoja not even one sin will leave the soil hakuna hata dhambi moja itakayoinuka kutoka kwa udongo kwa mchanga so you rather repent properly and be born again well and receive the holy spirit kwa hivyo afadhali ukatubu vyema vizuri na uokoke vizuri na umpokee roho mtakatifu na utubu hallelujah hallelujah So let's move on blessed people. I want to handle some very very important part of this conversation. So in finishing about Abraham in Genesis 22. Kwa hivyo katika kumalizia tuhusiana na Abraham katika mwanzo 22. So you saw verse 5. Kwa hivyo uliona mstari wake wa 5. Is a prophecy. Ni unabii that for all those that will believe in Jesus receive him kwamba kwa wale wote watakaomwamini Yesu na kumpokea they will be back home watarudi nyumbani inside heaven ndani mwa mbinguni that's what he meant in verse 5 we and we will worship and we will be back somebody says i will be back they will be back hicho ndicho alichomaanisha kwamba tutaabudu na tutarudi wakati mtu atasema kwamba tutarudi anamaanisha tutarudi and then alafu we saw verse 8 tuliona mstari wa 8 that god himself will provide the lamb for the sacrifice kwamba mungu mwenyewe atamtwalia mwana kondoo kwa ajili ya dhabihu but verse 19 lakini mstari wa 19 the rapture of the church unyakuzi wa kanisa and resurrection of the dead na kufufuka kwa wafu genesis 22:19 before we get into a new section of this message mwanzo 22:19 kabla tuende katika sehemu nyingine mpya ya ujumbe huu he says the following anasema yafuatayo Then that's the most powerful prophecy. Then Abraham returned with his son Isaac to his servants and they set off Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Ndipo Abrahamu akawarudia watumishi wake wakaondoka wakaenda wote pamoja mpaka Beersheba. Abrahamu akaishi huko Beersheba. The other version says Then Abraham and Isaac Ndipo Abrahamu na Isaki came back down here Wakarudi chini hapa to his servants Kwa watumishi wake And they all went back home Na wote wakarudi nyumbani 
somebody will go home mtu atarudi nyumbani ataenda nyumbani when you receive jesus wakati ambapo unampokea yesu receive the gospel unapokea injili and be baptized in complete immersion na kupatizwa katika kuzamishwa kamilifu and then be baptized in the holy spirit alafu kisha upatizwe katika roho mtakatifu and fire na moto the fire is meant to incinerate the sinful desires of man of flesh moto unasababishwa kuchoma zile tamambaya na dhambi and then to reconfirm your soul with the soul of Christ with the requirements of God alafu kuungamanisha nafsi yako kuungamanisha nafsi yako So we are talking about the reconfiguration here. This is total overhaul. Nimesema ya kwamba ile moto ya Roho Mtakatifu wakati itabatizwa na moto, moto itateketeza uchafu yote na dhambi na lafu sasa italainisha nafsi yako na nafsi ya Bwana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will confirm your soul. Italainisha nafsi yako with the requirements of God. Na matakwa ya Mungu. It will confirm your soul with heaven. Italainisha nafsi yako na mbinguni. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, sasa I want to look at one other prophecy. Nataka nitazame unabii mwingine mmoja. And he says, and I will share the vision here. Na nitashiriki maono hapa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says the book of Genesis. Anasema kitabu cha mwanzo 49 verses 8 to 10 read that I will give you what it says. Mstari wa 8 hadi 10 nitasoma alafu nitawapeni maana yake. Genesis 49. Mwanzo 49. So the part we wanted to discuss yesterday I promised today I think it will come tomorrow, right? Kwa hivyo ile sehemu ambayo niliwaahidi jana kwamba itakuja leo na kisa itakuja kesho. That the, the fifth prophecy is number five, I think. Ule unabii wa tano, nambari tano na kisia. Now, Genesis 49, mwanzo 49, verses 8 to 10 says. Mstari wa 8 hadi 10 anasema. Judah, Judah Your brothers will praise you. Ndugu zako watakusifu. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Kona wako utakuwa shingoni mwa adui zako. Your father's sons will bow down to you. Wana wa baba yako watakusujudia. You are a lion's cub, oh Judah. Eh hey, Judah wewe ni mwana wa ni mwana simba. You return from the prey my son. Unarudi toka mawindoni mwanangu. Like a lion he crouches and lies down. Kama simba unyemelea na kulala chini. Like a lioness who dares to rouse him. Kama simba jike nani adhubutuye kumwamsha? The scepter will not depart from Judah. Kimbo ya ufalme haitaondoka kwa Yuda. No the ruler stop from between his feet. Wala fimbo ya mtawala kati ya miguu yake. 
That is the prophecy I want handle today. Huo ndio unabii ambao nataka kushughulikia leo hii. About the sanctifier. Kuhusiana na anayetakasa. About the savior. Kuhusiana na mwokozi. The redeemer. Mkombozi. That comes to sanctify the church and prepare them for the glorious eternal kingdom of Jehovah. Ambaye anakuja kulitakasa kanisa na kuandaa kwa ajili ya kukuja kwa utukufu kwa Jehovah. So this prophecy says. Kwa hivyo unabii huu unasema the sanctifier anayetakasa the savior mokozi would be a lion's cub atakuwa mwanasimba mtoto wa simba mwanasimba that is true mtoto wa simba hallelujah hallelujah the gospel imewaka in the center of the city injili imewaka katikati mwa mji we are here next weekend tuko hapa weekend ijayo The message is to be right. So you say that the entire Bible is pointing at him. Pointing at him. That is he. That is he. He is glorious. He is the Lamb. He is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the sanctifier kwamba mtakasaji anayetakasa would be a lion atakuwa simba and the lion of the tribe na simba wa kabila the tribe of juda kabila la yuda so let us begin to walk slowly now kwa hivyo wacheni tuanze kutembea polepole sasa to understand what is he saying tuelewe anasema yapi because he has mentioned big things there in that prophecy kwa sababu ametaja mambo makubwa pale katika huo unabii the lion simba and he finishes his prayer his enemies na anamaliza maadui zake and the ruler's staff na ile fimbo ya utawala iko mikononi mwake in other words he is a law giver kwa maneno kwa maneno mengine ndiye anayepeana sheria he legislates laws that govern you analeta sheria ambazo zinawaongoza what a beautiful law giver ni mpeanaji wa sheria wa kupendeza kiasi gani because right now on the earth kwa sababu sasa hivi duniani there is a legislative crisis kuna shida ya kisheria there is a legislative challenge kuna changamoto ya kisheria they are dropping laws but you wonder are there no wise legislations wanatengeza sheria lakini unachangaa je hakuna wenye hekima ambao wanaweza tengeza sheria because they are dropping laws to support legalize homosexuality legalize abortion legalize lgbt what is going on there is a crisis i need a law giver kunahitaji mpeanaji sheria I need a lawgiver. Ninahitaji anayepeana sheria. I need the lion. Ninahitaji simba. That he can produce out some meaningful laws. Kwamba akatoe sheria zilizo na maana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Antio blessed that that is your lawgiver. Je, simumebarikiwa kwamba huyo ndiye anayepeana sheria zenu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us begin step by step. Kwa hivyo wacheni tuanze hatua kwa hatua. Then understand naturally when the bible said wakati biblia ilisema that the messiah that comes to sanctify our people for the kingdom of god would be a lion's cub would be a lion 
kwamba wakati ambapo Biblia inasema kwamba Mesia ambaye anakuja kutakaza atakuwa mwana simba atakuwa simba kutakaza watu wake ambao wataingia mbinguni kutakaza watu wake ambao wataingia mbinguni atakuwa simba atakuwa simba what do you mean alimaanisha nini i am on the english speaking help me so what do you mean when he said the messiah alimaanisha nini aliposema kwamba mesia the glorious lamb of god the sacrifice mwana ambaye damu yake itatolewa dhabihu atakuwa simba atakuwa mwana simba how many want to come back here next week ni wangapi wanataka kurudi hapa juma lijalo kumewaka kumewaka is fire here kumewaka ni moto sana hapa we are coming back on friday tunarudi hapa ijumaa and saturday na jumamosi na jumapili tena the revival has broken out uvuvio umelipuka Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's over. Imekwisha. We must not light up the flames. Lazima sasa awashe moto. Waiting on the flames is over. Wakongoja kwenye maisha. Kongoja kwenye maisha. Lazima tuingie ndani na tuwashe miadi ya moto sasa. And put the city on fire. Na kuweka mji kwa moto. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yesu ni Bwana. You see how he's coming. Unaona jinsi anavyokuja. He's not a joke. Sio mzaha. He's coming like a lion. Anakuja kama simba. And he says Judah. Na anasema Judah. And your hand is on you on the neck of your enemies. Na mkono wako uko katika shingo la maadui zako. Amewapiga ngeta wote. Amewapiga ngeta wote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is it. Ndio hii. The kingdom of God is near. Ufalme wa Mungu umekaribia. Hallelujah 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 Look at that look at that population there. Angalia umati huko. Mahembe ya fire nyuma kule ni moto. Unbelievable. Yashangaza. Revival broken out. Hofia umelipuka. That is it. Ndio hiyo. We will come here. Tutarudi hapa, tutakuja hapa. This church now will explode like this unbelievable. Kanisa litalipuka sasa haiaminiki. I tell you. Nakwambia So can we look at this now? Je, tunaweza kuangalia hii sasa. He would be a lawgiver. Atakuwa mpeanaji sheria. Holding the scepter. Akiwa ameshika fimbo. Of rulership. Ya utawala. He is sitting like this. Ameketi namna hii. Hai. The lion of the tribe. Simba wa kabila. Because the lion is the king. Kwa sababu Simba ni mfalme. No other animal can say can say one thing. Hakuna mnyama mwingine. When the lion is in place. Anaweza sema jambo lolote wakati Simba yuko. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when he roars, na anapongoruma. Everybody run and get broken that way. Kila mtu anaingia na kuvunjika huko. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you sit down so this is deep we need to go through this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is it. Dio hiyo. 
Revival has come to town. Uvuvio umekuja mjini jijini. I tell you. Nakwambia. Oh yes. Oh ndio. Big fire. Moto. All the way to Konoin. Kote kote hadi Konoin. And all the other places. Na mahali pengine pote. Hey. Oh yes. Oh ndio. Fire is burning here. Moto unateketea hapa. Thank you. So this is very long allow me start going through this. Kwa hivyo hii ni ndefu niruhusu nianze kuipitia hii. He say anasema Thank you. Asante. He say another word kwa maneno mengine when this word was spoken to him. Wakati maneno haya yalineno kwake. He essentially meant kimsingi alimaanisha that Jesus is the lawful owner of David's throne kwamba Yesu ndiye mmiliki wa halali wa enzi ya Daudi because remember it will be held the scepter will be held until the rightful owner comes and you will be given him forever and ever kumbuka kwamba ile fimbo itashikwa hadi mmiliki mwenyewe aje na aitapeana kwake milele na milele that also means hiyo pia inamaanisha that he is the king kwamba yeye ni mfalme Number three, Jambo la tatu, apart from being the king, kando na kuwa mfalme. He is the king of all kings. Yeye ni mfalme wa wafalme wote. Number four, number nne, apart from being the king of all kings, kando na kuwa mfalme wa wafalme wote. He is the king of everything and everybody yeye ni mfalme wa kila kitu na kila mtu and that means number 5 or 6 whichever you are na hiyo yamaanisha nambari 5 au 6 yoyote ile all civil power and civil authority mamlaka yote ya anga civil all civil power mamlaka yote ya raia and civil authority public authority public power na mamlaka ya ya kiraia ya umma all civil power and civil authority mamlaka yote ya umma na uweza wote wa umma and honor na heshima and strength na nguvu and wealth na uweza and glory na utukufu and praise na sifa happy place on jesus imewekwa kwa yesu Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have been bestowed on him. Imewekwa juu yake. Wow. Yote. What a king. Ni mfalme mkubwa kiasi gani? And he says, naye anasema number something number 6. Number 7 whichever. He says, anasema that also means hiyo pia inamaanisha that he counsels and nullifies kwamba anafutilia mbali na kuondoa all other claims to authority madai mengine yoyote ya mamlaka 
all people that claim authority he counsels them all he nullifies their claims watu wengine wote ambao wanadai mamlaka anawaputilia mbali na kuondoa na madai zao hizo na madai zao hizo meaning kumaanisha when harvard law school wakati shule ya harvard ya sheria claim authority inapodai mamlaka he counsels it anaiputilia mbali When the United Nations Security Council wakati mmoja wa mataifa ambao ni shauri la usalama claims authority over the earth inadai mamlaka juu ya dunia he rises up and counsels it anainuka na kuikutilia mbali when the surgeons wakati ambapo madaktari wa upasuaji Of John Hopkins Medical School wa Job Hopkins ile shule ya matibabu the top surgeons on the earth wale wapasuaji madaktari wapasuaji wa ngazi ya juu duniani when they rise up and claim authority wanapoinuka na kudai mamlaka over the sick and what they can do juu ya wagonjwa na kile ambacho wanaweza fanya wakati
Can you sit down? This one is a long prophecy. And so he said, when the top surgeons of the Harvard Medical School and MIT and Massachusetts General Hospital together with some consultation pamoja na washauri with other top surgeons pamoja na madaktari wa juu zaidi wa upasuaji from the Cancer Institute of New Jersey Surgical Oncology kutoka taasisi ya New Jersey ya saratani in consultation pamoja na ushauri they design a procedure wanaweka ule mondoko and execute it na kufuatilia kutekeleza and rise up na kuinuka and claim authority na kudai mamlaka the lion of the tribe of judah simba rises up and shall down na kuifunga yote chini because he saying kwa sababu anasema all authority mamlaka yote sivyo authority mamlaka ya umma sivyo power nguvu za umma strength uweza wisdom hekima wealth mali sifa everything kila kitu was given to him alipewa yeye so he became the king of kings and the king of all kwa hivyo akakuwa mfalme wa wafalme na mfalme wa wote the redeemer the savior the sanctifier ukombozi mokozi anayetakasa he says anasema like i said there is a serious legislative challenge now kama on legislation kama vile nalivyosema of laws because if we don't have enough legal draftsmen good enough to do the job kuna shida na utatanifu wao wanaunda sheria they drop the law you check it up wanatengeza sheria unaichunguza ah haitoshi drop like this they legalize abortion legalize LGBT legalize homosexuality legalize divorce legalize what 
wanafanya hivi wanaandika hivi na kuhalalisha kwa vya mimba kuhalalisha ushoga kuhalalisha nini so the lawgiver kwa hivyo anayepeana sheria when he hears that anaposikia hiyo rises up anainuka juu shut them down na kuwazima wote chini the lawgiver anayepeana sheria hallelujah hallelujah and then he says na kisha anasema You must be thankful to the Lord. Lazima muwe na shukrani kwake bwana. That is the type of lawgiver you have. Kwamba huyo ndio aina ya mpeanaji sheria mliye naye. Can you imagine if you are the lawgiver who is satanic? Je, unaweza kuazia kama wewe ni mpeanaji sheria ambaye ni wa kishetani? Telling you to slaughter the heads of snakes and drink what? Thank God that this is your lawgiver. Lazima mshukuru Mungu kwamba huyo ndiye anayepeana sheria yako. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he says. Na hivyo basi anasema Matthew 25. Mathayo 25. Verse 31. Mustari wa 31. Is somebody still in the house? Je, bado kuna mtu katika nyumba ya Mungu? Verse 31. Mustari wa 31. He says when the son of man comes Anasema mwana wa Adamu atakapokuja glory katika utukufu wake na, ma- na uweza and all the angels with him na malaika wote watakatifu pamoja naye he will sit on his throne ndipo atakapoketi juu ya kiti chake cha enzi in heavenly glory na mbinguni na utukufu in heavenly glory katika utukufu wa kibinguni mstari wa 32 all the nations will gather before him mataifa yote watakusanyika mbele zake and he will separate them naye atawatenga the people one from another mtu mmoja na mwingine as a shepherd kama mchungaji separate the sheep from the goats anavyotenga kondoo na mbuzi And you put the sheep on the right hand side. Ataweka kondoo upande wake wa kuume. And the goats on his left. Na mbuzi upande wake wa kushoto. Then the king, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Ndipo mfalme Simba wa kabila la Yuda. He said to those on the right. Atawaambia wale walioko upande wake wa kulia. Come you who are blessed by my father and take your rooms in the new Jerusalem. Joni ninyi mliobarikiwa na baba yangu na mchukueni vyumba vyenu katika Yerusalemu mpya That is what he meant hicho ndicho alichomaanisha When he said that the Messiah would be a lion aliposema kwamba Mesia atakuwa simba atakuwa mfalme The lion king atakuwa simba ambaye ni mfalme About four days is it three four days ago yapata siku nne zilizopita How many when was it Joanne Mutai which date Ilikuwa tarehe gani Two or 3 days ago Two two days Four days siku nne Four days ago siku nne zilizopita And then in that tremendous dream Alafu katika hayo hiyo hayo maono katika hiyo ndoto ya ajabu He came all the way from heaven akatoka kote kote kutoka mbinguni and this time around very close about 5 to 6 meters away na mara hii karibu sana yapata mita 5 ama 6 hivi mbali then he lay down there 
kisha akalala chini pale a little bit like this this ango yaonekana upande huu katika pembe akiangalia upande huu kidogo english audience Yes, so looking a little bit this day, facing lying down this way akiwa melala chini upande huu then he turned his head towards me kisha akageuza kichwa chake kunielekea mimi the lion of the tribe of judah simba wa kabila la yuda and then i added you kisha nikawaongezeni i think two days ago siku mbili zilizopita na kisha i gave you the first one nikawapeni ya kwanza Then I waited to see if you can handle that. Alafu nikangojea nione kama mnaweza kuweza kusitiri hiyo. And then Alafu right next to him. Kando tunai. Glorious lamb of God was lying there also. Next to by his feet. Maana kondoo wa utukufu wa Mungu alikuwa amelala karibu naye hapo kwa miguu yake. Just a few days ago. Siku chache tu zilizopita. A few days ago. Siku chache. About four days ago. Yapata siku nne zilizopita. This is what the Lord was talking about. Hiki ndicho ambacho Bwana alikuwa akikuzungumzia. Then I told you. Kisha nikamwambia that he has spoken about this meeting. He has given me the message for this meeting kwamba amenipa ujumbe kwa ajili ya mkutano huu that it is the lion of the tribe of judah kwamba ni simba wa kabila la yuda he is the hope of the nations yeye ndiye tumaini la mataifa only through him can you see eternity inside heaven ni kupitia tu kwake unaweza kuona umilele ndani mwa mbinguni can you sit down a moment je mnaweza keti chini kidogo a powerful conference where god himself is involved kongamano la nguvu sana ambapo mungu mwenyewe anahusika and the glory he comes he himself in the cloud no. you see he's looking for the prophets no. to, to, to settle the glory on their head na no, utukufu utukufu wake yeye mwenyewe anashuka anawatafuta manabii wake kutua juu yao says, naye anasema the lion simba he says judah you are a lion's cub anasema wewe wewe yuda ni mwana wa simba meaning there is a lion coming kumaanisha kuna simba anayekuja ndani mwako and he will sit naye ataketi on that day katika siku hiyo and divide the sheep from the goats na kuwagawa kondoo kutoka kwa mbuzi and tell the goats to head this way na kuambia kondoo elekea mbuzi elekea upande huu and gather the sheep on this side na kuwakusanya kondoo upande huu mwingine and tell them the wonderful words na kuambia maneno ya ajabu Matthew 25 again Matayo 25 tena 31 on 31 kuendelea mbele very powerful yanguvu sana sana he says anasema then you say alafu anasema um come you who are blessed by my father njoni nyinyi mliobarikiwa na baba yangu take your inheritance chukueni uridi wenu the kingdom prepared for you ufanye uliandali ulioandaliwa kwa ajili yenu since the creation of the world tangu kuumba kwa ulimwengu how powerful a blessed assurance ni ya ile baraka iliyobarikiwa kiasi gani 
Meaning nobody takes it away from you. Kumaanisha hakuna mtu anayechukua kutoka kwako. If you walk right. Ikiwa utatembea inavyofaa. Number 2. Na jambo la pili. Revelation chapter 5. Ufunuo mlango wa 5. When you said aliposema that the savior kwamba mwokozi would be a lion, a lion's cub. Atakuwa mwana simba, atakuwa simba. What was the message to the church? Ujumbe ulikuwa upi kwa kanisa? Revelation chapter 5. Ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wa 5. Verses 4 to 5. Mstari wa 4 hadi wa 5. He says the following. Akanasema yafuatayo. I wept and wept. That is times 2. Nikalia sana sana. Hiyo ni mara mbili. I wept and wept because no one was found. Nikalia sana sana kwa sababu hakuonekana yeyote. Anayestahili kukifungua hicho kitabu. And look inside the scroll. Wala kutazama ndani yake. But, but let's, let's, let's begin a little uh, a little. That is all right. Let's continue from here. Verse 5. Then one of the elders said to me, kisha mmoja wa wale wazee akaniambia do not weep usilie see the lion of the tribe of judah kazama simba wa kabila la yuda the root of david wa uzao wa daudi he has already triumphed ameshinda tayari and he is able to take the scroll ili kwamba aweze kukifungua hicho and open the scroll na kukifungua ilo gogo seven seals na lakini zake saba i want to look here Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, Anasema. Can let us to. Basti is very good. Let me start from there before before we get to the heat of it. Hebu nianzie mstari wa pili. Verse 1. Mustari wa kwanza Revelation chapter 5 Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne Kisha nikaona katika mkono wake wa kuume yule aliyeketi kwenye kile kiti cha enzi A scroll with writings on both sides Kitabu kilichoandikwa ndani na upande wa nyuma And sealed with seven seals Kikiwa kimefungwa kwa lakiri saba And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice. Nami nikamwona malaika mwenye nguvu akitangaza kwa sauti kuu. Who is worthy? Akisema ni nani anayestahili? To break the seals. Kuvunja hizo lakini. And open the scroll. Na kukifungua hicho kitabu. Please what I was looking for. Sasa watatu ndio ambao nilikuwa natafuta. But no one in heaven. Lakini hapa kuwa na yeyote. No one on the earth. Wala duniani. No hata kufanya tu mkono hivi kuelekea hicho kitabu hauwezi hakuna aliyestahili naye anasema mstari wa tatu No one in heaven lakini hapakuwa na yeyote mbinguni no one on the earth wala duniani no one was found also under the earth hakuna yeyote aliyepatikana pia chini ya dunia that could open the scroll aliyeweza kukifungua hicho kitabu and even look inside wala hata kutazama ndani yake so i wept and wept and wept 
Hivyo basi nikalia na kulia na kulia. And then one of the mighty mighty angels came forward. Alafu mmoja wapo ya malaika wakuu wakuu akajitokeza mbele. He says. Akaanasema and he began to search. Na akaanza kutafuta. The mighty angel began to search. Malaika mkuu akaanza kutafuta. And when he was told to search, na alipoambiwa kutafuta, he was told, aliambiwa, don't limit your jurisdiction. Usijizuilie. <laughs> Don't limit your searching area. Usijizuilie mipaka yako ya kutafuta. Don't try to do that. Usijaribu kufanya hivyo. You just go and go and go. Wewe nenda tu na uende na uende. Because we must find somebody. Kwa sababu lazima tukampate mtu. To open the scroll. Kwanza kabisa hata kuichukua. The scroll of God. Hilo gombo la Mungu. That has the following. Ambalo liko na yafuatayo. The blueprint for the deliverance of the church the blueprint for the sanctification of God's people muondo wa uondaji wa ukombozi na utakaso wa watu wa Mungu that scroll hilo gombo has the judgment of God liko na hukumu ya Mungu ah ah the judgment of God hukumu ya Mungu upon to the nations of the earth kwa mataifa ya ulimwengu so you can imagine hebu unaweza ukawazia and they told the angel na akamwambia akamwambia malaika you start work wewe anza kufanya start looking and please don't limit yourself you can look all over heaven if you don't please try on the earth wewe anza kutafuta na usijizuilie unaweza tafuta mbinguni kote na usipopata jaribu duniani try the earth if you can't find anybody worthy in the heaven try the earth ikiwa hauwezi kupata mtu yote anayestahili mbinguni jaribu duniani he was not limited in jurisdiction hakuwa amezuiliwa katika mipaka and then he was told alafukisha akaambiwa Oh, he, he must have asked I want to believe there were questions there. Lazima, he must have asked how about if I don't find on the earth? Lazima awe aliuliza na Genesis for I want to believe. Nataka kuamini kwamba aliuliza. Then he must have been told, then he must have asked probably. Lazima. He must have asked how about if I don't find there can I try under the earth? He said you go and search. Lazima labda aliuliza na karibu mahali kwingine. Wewe nenda na utafute hauna vizuizi. You have no limitation. Hauna vizuizi. Because we must find a lawgiver. Kwa sababu lazima tumpate anayepeana jeshi katika siku hii. Because the clock has ticked. Kwa sababu saa imeyoyoma. Some people God people baadhi ya watu watu wa Mungu to be heading back home. Wanahitaji kuwa wanarudi nyumbani. Even the cattle, the ox Ata the time comes when they must now go back home. Hata ngombe na fahali wakati tuko tayari wa kurudi nyumbani. And he said, anasema, he was told don't limit thyself. Akamwambia usijizuilie mwenyewe. And so he began to do the good work. Na hivyo basi akaanza kufanya kazi nzuri. The great work. Kazi kubwa. He looked in the heaven akatafuta mbinguni searching people akiwatafuta watu checking if anybody has some worthiness he can detect akachunguza kama kuna mtu yote ambaye anaweza ako na kustahili kokote kule ambapo anaweza kuchunguza you know sometimes you can just come through plow a general area 
Unajua you just plow through. You just plow through a general area you finish then you plow through this other section. Unalima tu ile sehemu ambayo He was looking. Alafu unarudia sehemu ile nyingine. Alikuwa anatafuta. He did not find in heaven. Hakupata mbinguni. Then he came to the earth. Kisha akaja duniani. For example, he might say, kwa mfano anaweza akasema, I have heard. Nimesikia. But there is a church somewhere in this city. Kwamba kunalo kanisa mahali fulani katika jiji hili. Let me search. Wacha nitafute. The congregation. Kusanyiko waumini wake. Of the nation of America, big country, or Russia. I don't know. But but he came to the earth also to search. Ama taifa kama la Marekani, ama Urusi, lakini Ama ulimwengu ambao umeendelea. And he began to do the good work. Na akaanza kufanya kazi nzuri. What what are you looking for? Unatafuta nini? Ah uh-uh, just leave me alone. I know I know. Don't convince me. Don't try to persuade me. I know the uh-huh. things I'm looking for. Uh-huh. What are you looking for? What are the qualities you are looking for? Unamtafuta nani? Unatafuta tabia gani? He's searching. Anatafuta checking people if he sees can you turn your back as he was written no, not you searching and searching he's looking no the marching order said don't limit yourself open up and go everywhere ilo amri na maagizo ya kutumwa ilisema usijizuie wewe enda kila mahali because that's called kwa sababu huo hilo gombo only one authority there is a level of authority that will touch it and start opening and that will roll out the prophetic timeline zero countdown to the coming of the messiah to the kingdom of god ni mamlaka moja tu ambayo inaweza kuikaribia na kuifungua na hiyo yote inaongea ile tadhmini ya kuisha kwa masaa kuelekea kukuja kwa mesia It's about time. Inahusiana na wakati. He searched the earth. Akachunguza duniani. He found zero. Hakupata muti yeyote. Must have been shocked. Lazima alishtuka sana. Because there are some learned people in this earth. Kwa sababu kuna watu ambao ni wasomi sana. No, if you might tell them they might try to submit their credentials to you. Ikiwa Lazima unaweza jaribu kuleta hitimisho yao kwako. I have come from heaven. Na anasema sitaki hitimisho lako. I'm not going to be moved by human tricks and and schemes and what sitakwenda kusongeshwa na ujanja wa binadamu unajua kile ambacho unatafuta dunia yote he found zero hakupata muti yote then again now alafukisha sasa he went under the earth akakwenda chini ya dunia to see if somebody had hidden down there kuona kama mtu alikuwa amejificha pale chini and also there na pia pale there was no answer hakukuwa na jibu then a wailing and weeping a wailing and weeping kisha kulia na kuombolea ikaanza who what shall we do hey hey 
tutafanya nini? Alafu anamwambia hey, usilie hapa. Hapa sio pahali pa kulia. Na Why are you weeping? Ni kwa nini unalia? No because nobody well, no, excuse me don't do that here kwa sababu no, maybe you should be doing it on the other don't try here and the simple question is this naswali rahisi nilo hili you are panicking thinking that you are finished unatetemeka ukiogopa ukifikiria kwamba umekwisha nobody was found kwamba hakuna mtu ukae heaven entire earth under the earth meaning inside hell chini ya dunia kumaanisha hata jehanamu pia then the question is kisha swali ni who do you think is this ni nani unafikiria ambaye ndiye huyu ambaye ameketi katika enzi the lion of the tribe of Judah Simba wa kabila la Yuda you know the message can you sit down and jambo najua ujumbe ketini chini kidogo do you think they did not know you cannot find unajua unafikiria kwamba walijua kwamba uweze walijua so what was the message hebu ujumbe ulikuwa upi The Lord was trying to emphasize to the church to the current church that look the jurisdiction of the authority of the lion of the tribe of Judah it is heaven about the heavens it is the earth under the earth it is everywhere maeneo ya utawala ya mwana kondoo wa Mungu maeneo ya mbinguni na duniani na chini ya dunia he was trying to demonstrate the jurisdiction alikuwa anajaribu kuelezea area encompassed by his authority maeneo ambayo yako hata chini ya that's why he went down to hell and he shut the gates of hell and right now in Hebrews 7:26 Hebrews 7:26 Anasema kuhani mkubwa kiasi hicho meets our need anaitukutana na hitaji letu one who is holy yeye aliye mtakatifu blameless asiye na lawama pure asiye na dosari set apart from sinners aliyetengwa na wenye dhambi and exalted above the higher kuinuliwa juu ya mbingu ya juu Above the higher heaven juu ya mbingu ya juu above it juu yake Holy Spirit naye akasema that Judah kwamba Judah your lion's cub wewe ni mwana wa simba that is what he meant hicho ndicho alichomaanisha someone is long we have to finish this maubili ni marefu lazima tumalize hii leo He said, "You now begin to understand." Je, sasa unaanza kuelewa. There is a word explosion in this city. Kuna mlipuko wa neno. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And it's about the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God. Na simba wa kabila la Yuda, bana kondoo wa Mungu. Ayayay. Ayayay. 
if literally unstoppable now when you now touch on the lamb we become uncontrollable because we know what he did for us he said leave him I shocked him. He said, Alisema, unbind the legs and the hand. Release him. Aenda kule siku zake huko. Aenda kule siku zake huko. Kule ugali upande ule kwa nyumba huko. Kule ugali wake upande ule nyuma kwa nyumba. Let him go. Wacha aende zake. Let him go eat his days. Wacha aende kule siku zake. He said, release him. Akasema muachilie. And he went there himself. I cannot believe Na kaenda huko mwenyewe siwezi kuamini. Himself. Mwenyewe. The king himself. Mfalme mwenyewe. Because there is a worship song that says amazing love. How can it be that you who is my glorious king could have died for me? He could have said I'm sending somebody. No. We may never understand. Wenda hatutawahi kuelewa. But this sermon is very long we must finish. Numbers chapter 24. Hallelujah. 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 Numbers 24. He says the following. Numbers 24. 17 to 19. He says. Naye anasema. I see him. Namuona yeye but not now. Lakini si sasa. I behold him. Namtazama yeye but not near. Lakini si karibu. will come out of Jacob. Nyota itatoka kwa Yakobo. And the will rise out of Israel. Limbo ya ufalme itainuka kutoka Israeli. He will crush the forehead of the enemies of God. Atawanda wa Moabu vipaji vya nyuzo zao na maadui. The skull of all the sons of Sheth. Na mafuvu yote ya wana wote wa Shedi. Edom will be conquered. Edom itamilikiwa. Seir his enemy will be conquered. Seiri Seiri adui wake atamilikiwa. But Israel will grow stronger. Kinizai atakuwa na nguvu. A ruler will come out of Jacob. Mtawala atakuja kutoka kwa Yakobo. And you destroy the survivors of the city of sin. Na kuangamiza walionusurika katika mji. Do you understand the workings of the lion? Je, unaelewa ufanyakazi wa simba? When you come and start doing the good work. Atakapokuja na kuanza kufanya kazi nzuri. Meaning, he will finish all the enemies of God. Atawaangamiza maadui wote wa Mungu. You can see the foreigners have come. Unaweza kuona watangulizi wamekushindika. Kind of ministration between heaven and earth is unbelievable. The sun and everything, the glory, the cloud and everything, you can tell that the 
kingdom of power is coming
kingship ufalme royalty ukuhan ule ufalme monarchy utawala king of everything mfalme wa kila kitu king over everything mfalme juu ya kila kitu the royal scepter on his hand ile fimbo ya utawala mikononi mwa represents inaashiria the king mfalme power uweza authority mamlaka the lawgiver anayepeana sheria god's rule utawala wa mungu victories ushindi absolute eternal supremacy of god's justice ule ukuu ukano supremacy of the justice of god ule ukuu wa milele wa haki ya mungu the absolute absolute rule of god over all his creation even the planets and the galaxies utawala kwa mungu juu ya vitu vyote hata kuhusisha zile galaxies na sayari Lord over all bwana juu ya wote over all people all nations and all the earth na dunia yote all peoples all the nations and all the earth mataifa yote watu wote na dunia yote the scepter of god fimbo ya mungu is a very dreadful thing for the enemies of god kwa maadui wa mungu ni kitu cha kutisha The scepter of God ile fimbo ya Mungu is a very blessed hope for we the people of God ni tumaini inabarikiwa kwetu sisi watu wa Mungu They fear it. Wanaiogopa. The enemies of God, they dread it. They do like this. Ajui wa Mungu wanatetema, wanatetemeka, wanaogopa, wanafanya hivi. Because they know. Kwa sababu wanajua. He is coming with it. Anakuja nayo. And they know what is going to be. He use it to do to them. Wanajua anaenda kuitumia kufanya nini kwao. And yet for us the people of God na ile alikuwa kisisi watu wa Mungu the scepter of God hiyo fimbo ya Mungu we start jumping and say come lord come and strike them come and strike them Mungu jeuna wa hukumu jeuna wa hukumu jeuna wa hukumu hallelujah 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 hey come and judge them jeuna wa hukumu dunia comes now to Kenya for example Kenya kwa mfano and the IMF na ile ile shirika international monetary fund ile shirika la dauli mungu la fedha and they say your economy is bad na waseme uchumi wenu ni mbaya we are downgrading you 
tuno tunawaomba weka chini tunaweka chini your economy is bad ule uchumi wenu ni mbaya sana and the lion of the tribe of judah listens namba simba makabila la yuda anasikiza and he says ala na anasema a don't i have my people to down there na je anakuja na kuifutilia mbali He shot it down. Anaifutilia mbali. He canceled anaifutilia mbali. I tell you, nakwambia. I tell you, nakwambia. Oh yes, ndio hiyo. Oh yes, oh ndio. The lion on the side of Jesus. Simba wa kabila la Yuda. Wewe. We pass we jump for him say come 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 and judge our enemies. Nasema njoo, njoo na wahukumu maadui zetu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And many says. Alafukisha anasema. I think we have to go home now. Na kisia lazima twende nyumbani sasa. We continue tomorrow. Tutaendelea kesho. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 